listening to Cinephile Digest. This is episode 45. My name is Matt, and I'm joined today by Travis. It's me. I'm here. (laughs) Diligent as always. (laughs) And uh, that was Tom chiming in. What's going on, Tom? Colt 45. Is that the name of our episode? Colt 45? Yeah. I guess it could be. Is it episode 45? Mm Mm-hmm. I checked. Nice. Beforehand. And uh, on the show today, we're going to be talking about A Simple Favor and Hold the Dark, new Netflix original from Jeremy Saulnier, director of Green Room and Blue Ruin. And on the show today, we have a returning guest to the show. It's been a while. It's been a while. (laughs) Paris, welcome back. Hey, guys. It me. (laughs) (laughs) I think uh, the last time we had you on the show was Annihilation. Yes, you were on that episode? Yeah, I think so. And Black Panther? Yep. Those were around the same time, I think, right? February. That was the same episode. I think it was the same episode. Oh, was it? Oh. Okay, well, <laughs> we did I feel yes. like you should know that. <laughs> we did Annihilation first because Andrew was there and had to bounce for Black Panther. Yes, I remember now. Well, anyway, thanks for being back on the show. Happy to have you. Hey, thanks for having me. So before we dive into our reviews, as per usual, let's do a quick round around the table. Uh, Travis, you want to go first? What do you want to fill us in on? What's going on? Oh, let's see here. Um... I went to a wedding this weekend in Leavenworth. Pretty fun. Tell our listeners about Leavenworth. Why didn't you actually get to experience Leavenworth <laughs> like most people would? Okay. So I but can't really... What is Leavenworth? It's a town. Yes. In Elaborate. In eastern Washington-ish? No, it's not that far. Central... Central yeah, it's not that far. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's in the mountains. Isn't it like a tiny Swedish town? It's Bavarian? Is it yeah. Jer- European. It's, it's Bavarian. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> went, <laughs> went there for a Big wedding. tourist destination, just saying. <laughs> yeah, I would I would agree with that. Yeah. Maybe not big, but... Schnitzels? Sure. R- remember, I didn't... I went to Safeway in Leavenworth. That was the excitement of my trip. <laughs> Why have a wedding? <laughs> not the actual wedding. Why have Whoa. a wedding in Leavenworth? <laughs> Beyond the wedding. not going to enjoy... The festivities. I don't know. You should ask the the, uh, wedding planner. All right. We're just along for the ride. They had a wedding planner? In the wedding? Nope. I was a guest. It was not my family. It was Chelsea's family's wedding. Her her family got married? Yep. As a whole. (laughs) As a unit. As the Bavarians do. (laughs) No. Her her cousin got married. um, Pretty typical wedding. Uh, got pretty drunk towards the end of the night, and I stayed up uh, talking movies with Dusty until four in the morning. And if you don't know who Dusty is, he was the producer of Flesh and Blood, the movie we had a mm. interview on about with. Mm. Yeah, it was <laughs> all at, of those things. <laughs> it was at the end of the uh, the Last Jedi episode. Yeah, it was like forty five minutes in the episode. That was a good interview. He's a cool dude. Very cool dude. And um, yeah, that's about it. Cool. Wasn't as exciting as <laughs> I would have hoped. And sounds like you had a good time. Well, it was, it was just kind of a busy weekend of nothing. You know, we didn't do a whole lot, but it, I, I felt busy the entire time. Mm. And to add to all of the 
festivities on our way home chelsea got a flat tire so that only made the trip even better did she have a donut in her car or yeah and luckily it was like on the way to seattle like we were in seattle on the way to west seattle that dropped them off at their friend's house and then she got a flat tire and then she didn't have a jack so her her uncle's friends had to basically Just meet us it, no, no. <laughs> 10 men got together lifted chelsea's car no meet us where we were stranded and then they brought the jack and we figured it all out mm. so you guys shared a fit the jack and then the tow truck showed up yeah and all that. pretty much <laughs> that sucks i once yeah. had to change a tire on the side of the freeway and the tire was on the freeway side and there was like that. not much yeah. shoulder so i was like lying down as semi trucks were coming down downhill toward me it's terrifying was it a situation where you had to change it right then and there yes or could you have maybe <clears throat> no it was a urgent situation because okay. <laughs> <laughs> we made it to safety before we decided to i was on the shoulder that's not safety <laughs> <laughs> well glad you made it yeah what about you tom what's up um, I'm actually in the middle of quite the crisis at the moment. Oh? Yeah. I got home today and I went to check the mail. Couldn't find my mail key. And then I had a very vague memory of reaching into, I believe, a pant pocket and thinking, oh, I didn't know I had my keys with me. I should put them somewhere else or I will forget about this and lose them. And I checked all of my pant pockets, and uh, they're nowhere to be found. And uh, I don't really know why I thought I would never find them again, but I did sell three pairs of pants to Buffalo Exchange on Sunday. Mm. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Sold a set of keys to Buffalo Exchange on Sunday. I'm not sure. Um, I hadn't worn those pants for a while, but, I mean, why would I have such a distinct memory Wait, I have a question. If you hadn't worn mm -hmm. those pants in a while yeah. and the keys were in there? No, I don't know. I mean, like, in a while, I mean, like, four or five days, I think. So, But you even if that's the case, you just not have keys that, that whole time? or? Oh, no, no. The mail keys, we only have one set, so they're separate from my oh, house keys. Oh, okay. It's not part... Oh, okay. No, no. I only need them, like, every couple days. So, search the apartment. Can't find them anywhere. Search the car. Not there called buffalo exchange they're gonna look into the situation for me <laughs> but at this point they're either like under the couch or at work and um or a buffalo exchange honestly. or a buffalo exchange and i'm pretty worried about it so if you buy a pair of pants from buffalo exchange <laughs> and you find a little little pair of keys in there look like they could be for a master lock and a mailbox <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, now I'm intrigued. What's the master log go to? The garbage. Oh. Yeah. <clears throat> that was very anticlimactic. Thank you. <laughs> My dildo drawer. There it is. <laughs> Could be a bigger crisis, though. This is right? very troubling. It's at the back of my mind, you know? I don't like having to ask my landlords for shit. And I really don't like paying my landlords for but shit. But at least it's not like your house key, or, you know? Like, it's just your mail key. Someone could be stealing you know, your mail in the grand right now. <sighs> I get it. <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, you're absolutely right. But on the micro level, this is deeply troubling. <laughs> right. Okay. So that's really all I can think of right now. 
It's all that's on in your this mind. moment. Yeah. Other than that, life is great. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, Paris, what about you? It's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> um, well, I actually just picked up my keys for my new place. And um, we technically already signed the lease. And um, it's our place now, but we're not quite moved in yet. We have the rest of the month to do that. But I'm super, super excited because it's in a great location. And it's by far, by far the best place that we looked at. By like a lot. A lot. <laughs> How'd you swing it? Um, we swung it by that very same day saying, we want this. Do we need to put a deposit down? How do we sign the lease? Yeah. Show up with all your paperwork. Yeah. Like, we did it by being super on it. We saw it on a Tuesday, and by Sunday, we were picking up the keys. This was last week. Boom. Yeah. Congratulations. That's exciting stuff. Thank you. Yeah, it's very exciting it was a pretty stressful time trying to look for a house mm -hmm. it's all that's happened in the last eight months got a lot of catching up to do <laughs> oh shit okay let me go back through my through my planner here uh you went to a, a show two nights ago with my girlfriend i did do that yeah on sunday night that was really awesome actually uh we went and saw mom jeans aka mom peens aka matt's favorite band <laughs> just kidding he hates them anyway <laughs> um is that it your was... nickname for them mom peens mm -mm. that's my nickname for them oh. mom peens tiny moving farts we saw them one that time. one's mine yeah <laughs> what is a peen penis oh <laughs> <laughs> i've never heard that before like peen yeah. as a euphemism for penis i guess but not very often I don't know. Mom's peen kind of just threw me off. <laughs> it's not mom's peen. Mom peens. Oh. <laughs> mom's. Multiple moms have one peen. It's a band called Mom Dick. Mom's Dick. Mom's peen. Peen. Oh, what? Mom's peen. P e e n. Like a ball peen hammer. What? No. They're called mom yeah. peens. They're not. It's none thinking. of these yeah. things. Ball peen. Yeah. We're not. Oh man. No, yeah. I hate it. Anyway, uh, the show was really, really fun. Uh, I was feeling like awful, awful hungover that day on a Sunday. Had to do a bunch of shit. Was really, really close. I was like getting ready and like, fuck, I want to die. And then we went and it was a really good time. And I got to hang out with Matt's girlfriend, Haley, and she's awesome. So that was really fun. He's prompting me to say this. Center <laughs> <laughs> no, a script. Um, cool. Uh, not much is new with me. Just been hanging out, hanging out with Haley, playing a ton of Stardew Valley. I'm oh, like dude. 35 hours in. I'm completely off of it. FIFA 19 is out, so... Did you buy it? Oh, yeah. It's... Got a couple wins in before I came over. <laughs> Online wins? <clears throat> oh, yeah. Okay. I promoted it in my first season. Nicely done. I won the trophy, so... Congrats. Yeah. Is this, like, impressive? I don't play FIFA. Very. <laughs> Anytime you win an online game, it's impressive. Is it? Well, the games that we play. A sport a sports <laughs> game especially. I don't think I've ever won Fortnite. an online game of like Madden or NBA, any of that shit. It's because you don't play enough. That's yeah, that's why. But... <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, just playing a shitload of Stardew. Finished my first year back in spring wow. again. Yeah, pretty sweet. The game's awesome. 
that's about it, though. Nothing to report. I talked about my new place last time, so that'll be in the coming weeks. My place is better than Matt's new place. Hmm. Let's just establish that now. Uh, can't confirm or deny that, uh, since I've seen neither place yet, but, uh... <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot you haven't seen your place yet. <laughs> no, I haven't. Uh, sight unseen, but that's okay. You have no idea what it looks like. Oh, no, I've seen... Haley sent me pictures. Oh, okay. Stuff, fully like... blind. Just going in fully blind. <laughs> like, he damn. doesn't know where it is, what it looks like. <laughs> it may be a home. It could be a trash can, honestly. Uh, so that's exciting. That'll be happening soon. Um, but not much beyond that. So, any uh, you guys want to get in before we uh, dive into our first review here? Let's get into it. So wait, first review is going to be a simple favor. We have a clip. Here we go. Want to trade confessions? No, no, no. <laughs> Come on. What's the wildest thing you've ever done? Oh, I no, I don't know. I shouldn't. You go first. Okay. Um... A few months ago, Sean and I had his TA over for um, dinner and drinks and a threesome. Was Sean jealous of him? Did I say it was a him? It's very cool, sis. Very cool. Okay. Yeah. I don't mean to freak you out. Hello. I'm not freaked out, baby. You're freaked out. Okay. Because I'm not freaked out. I'm cool. I'm lazy, fair. Okay, A Simple Favor is the latest film directed by Paul Feig, who is a well-known comedy director responsible for Bridesmaids, the Ghostbusters reboots. Uh, what's the one he did? Didn't he do the one with Sandra Bullock and... Uh, oh, The Heat. S- uh, the Heat, yes. That's also a Paul Feig joint. He did uh, Spy with Jason Statham Which- and... Melissa McCarthy. That movie is rad. Hilarious movie. Uh, got his start on Freaks and Geeks, which is a great I show. I haven't seen it. Wait, I haven't seen one. Uh, Spy. Spy. Oh, it's good. I own it. If that... And you haven't watched it. Yep. <laughs> Classic. Classic trash. <laughs> uh, anyway, plot synopsis reads, a woman seeks to uncover the truth behind the disappearance of her best friend. Stars Anna Kendrick, Ian Ho uh wait oh that's one of the kids <laughs> i was like what the fuck is ian ho um blake lively uh what's the guy from creations from creations oh henry henry golding he would not be in hollywood if he didn't have that stupid accent i mean he hot though so i agree to disagree <laughs> it's the accent so uh let's get into this uh don't know a ton yet about i i kind of know where you guys land i don't know a ton about why you landed there who uh wants to kick this thing off any volunteers uh well i was a little misleading with how i felt about the movie yeah so you'll so okay (laughs) don't recall sending this down we were talking before you showed up paris we were talking don't remember where you misled me so, well, right. you'll you'll see it. Now so I'm super confused. <laughs> we were texting about which movie we were going to do as the review over the weekend. So Travis was at the wedding, and we decided originally we were going to do White Boy Rick, and then uh, we decided to do a simple favor instead. And Travis sent a text that said, "A simple favor is as good as my all sack." <laughs> 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 which led me to believe that he thought it was a piece of shit also i assumed he was drunk because he didn't correct <laughs> all to ball or whatever just uh, stuck with it man apparently that was not the case it sounds like 
Best movie of the year. Just kidding. God. Whoa. <laughs> uh, sure, I'll go first. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. thought it was a uh, fun mix of genres. It's got a... Felt like it was kind of like an homage to like a Hitchcock thriller from back in the day. Kind of light, but still had the thriller aspect to it. A bunch of twists and turns. Um, maybe maybe one too many twists and turns. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought uh, both the leads were good in it. And um, it was pretty enjoyable. I'll leave it at that for now. Uh, I also thought it was very good i would say i was laughing a lot i enjoyed the the thriller aspect of it it's not the best one of those by any means but i kind of like the this mix of like trashy thriller kind of hitchcock but also kind of like uh like dressed to kill or something you know just kind of like weird um kind of raunchy uh trash thriller uh in a good way uh and again i thought like travis said i thought the leads were really good i like anna kendrick a lot blake lively i usually don't really give a shit about and she wasn't amazing by any means but i, I kind of liked uh her performance in it uh um, yeah might be one of her better roles yeah for sure probably not saying a ton but anna kendrick or blake lively? no blake lively okay but anna yeah. kendrick killed it in this yeah, every like the time like Paul Feig, <laughs> like say what you will about some of his other stuff, but he really knows comedic timing. Like lots of awkward pauses and they deliver like a line with uh it's not just like deadpan delivery, you know, they like make faces at each other and their inflection when they say certain lines just like kind of adds to the punch of the comedy. I thought it was pretty funny. Um so I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh Tom's still the wild card. Let's leave him for last. Uh, Paris, what did you think? Well, my biggest problem with this movie is that neither Blake Lively nor Anna Kendrick are my girlfriend. That's my biggest problem. (laughs) But really, I did not like this movie. I found it entertaining in how bad it was. Like, I, and I was not alone in our theater when I went to go see it. There were multiple groups of people that left three quarters of the way and then almost the way through the movie. They just had enough? Yeah. And I was enjoying how bad it was. I was laughing at all the parts where it was trying to be tense. And it was, I turned to, I went with my roommate Yasmin and there were multiple times where we both turned to each other and were like, what is this movie? It was obviously trying to homage some French thriller. It even references that. They do a little French scoring throughout. But like, hmm. God, it was so bad. It was so, so bad. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you didn't think any of the comedy was funny? Like, were you actively laughing at how bad the comedy was? Or... or- well, there's a part toward the end, and I don't want to do it because it'll definitely spoil, but there's a part toward the end where it's supposed to be comedic, and I was laughing at how bad the comedy was, for sure. It was not funny to me. I thought it was stupid. I was laughing at how stupid it was. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, Tom? I thought it was uh, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> but... Just for the sake of, uh, you know, diverse perspective, my wife saw it with her good friend, 
and they both hated it. And they said a lot of the same things that you did, Paris, which is that they thought it was ridiculous and they looked at each other a lot of the time with the whole, you know, what is this movie expression on their faces. Um, but she did like both the leads. I like both the leads too. I actually preferred Blake, Blake Lively to, uh, what's her name? Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick. I keep wanting to say Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> totally wrong. Both top of their game. <laughs> uh, but she was still good. Um, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was fun. It wasn't really like a laugh out loud experience for me, but um, I had a good time watching it. I kind of was just along for the ride, you know? None of the sort of, I don't know. I, I didn't really have any problems with the plot. It, but really i don't know sarah had some complaints about just things that happened that she noticed and i was like i don't i don't know what that is or why that was important to you but okay well we can get into some like specific stuff in spoilers but i mean general plot impressions i guess travis alluded to the fact that <laughs> it may be like one or two twists too many it's definitely kind of loads it towards the fat the last what 20 25 minutes yeah yeah uh something happens and then you think oh well it seems kind of like a generic whatever and then there's a twist and you're like oh okay and there's another twist it just like i i like that aspect i liked of it it. Yeah. it was yeah. very no tonally i thought the movie was very self-aware i do think it was over the top but i think the movie knows that at points, it seemed self-aware, especially toward the very end, but it just got so ridiculous that that's why it was entertaining as I actually recommended a bunch of people go see this, if only to be entertained by how bad it was, because <laughs> I thought it was extremely entertaining, not in the way that I think the movie intended. Okay. Um, so is it just the subject matter is it the, literally the things that happen that are stupid or is it how it's handled can you elaborate yeah well i mean the twists and the turns and i don't really want to get into it until we get to spoilers but there was a meandering plot line about anna kendrick's brother that i was just like what the actual fuck why is that even in this movie this makes no sense this is super dumb and it was just so like blake lively could taunt her about it later like i thought that could have been a really interesting plot line and it turned out to just be like nope this is just a weird thing we have in the movie haha <laughs> like no it was definitely weird but there was a point to all that was there they were like opening up to each other and like she gave her secret and so that, that was my other problem the other with this secret. movie <laughs> that was my other problem with this movie how many times do they they call each other best friends my best friend but nowhere in the beginning of the movie it kind of sets them up as moms that are forced together because their sons like each other they seem to kind of get along through circumstance they hung out they hang out like a couple times over a couple weeks and then all of a sudden they're best friends no that's yeah, not but, how yeah, that works. that's part of the movie i think that plays into the whole the characters yeah relationship yeah. because anna kendrick's character has no friends so of course she's going to cling on to blake lively and then blake lively is essentially going to take advantage of her i think as the audience so, you're supposed to cringe when anna kendrick says that <laughs> they're best friends. yeah but blake lively later in the movie 
also calls Anna Kendrick her best friend. Yeah, but you get a different feeling when she says that. I don't think it was to taunt the husband. I think she was kind of sincere when she said that. Right. That's what I mean. Like, she was sincere, which the Anna Kendrick thing, I was like, yeah, okay. She thinks she's your best friend because you don't have any friends and she's awesome. But, like, (laughs) (laughs) the Blake Lively thing. What? Am I missing something? Wait. So, Tom, did you just say you got the impression that in that scenario, Blake Lively was being sincere? Mm Mm-hmm. Because I did not get that. I took it to be that she was, I mean, I think Travis said it when we were kind of all talking there, that she's essentially just manipulating her to watch her kids and act whatever her plan is. Like, I don't want to get too deep into it because I don't want to reveal too much. I think it was both. I think that's kind of the strength of this movie is that, yes, there are so many different things going on, but it's it all serves to create characters that have, like... Not necessarily obvious agendas, but definitely imperfections or little wrinkles to their character. So you really don't like if we had gotten to the end of the movie and OK, well, I should save this. But I just I guess in the last act, in the last like third or fourth of the movie, I didn't know how it was going to end. Or so I could have seen a total spin on any one of those characters and been like, OK, that's what was happening the whole time. But um so, I mean, yeah, I can see your point about Blake Lively's character, but I think there was some sincerity to what she was saying. That's how I took it. Okay. I'll be, I, I do <laughs> want to come back to that if I remember, so we can actually get into kind of specifics of their relationship. But that is something that I found to be very interesting and kind of the through line through the whole thing is Anna Kendrick fawning over this woman, her eventually developing a relationship with the... Uh, the husband who's henry golding them two getting closer how that revolve or like evolves from there and there's a point i mentioned this earlier but there's a point where they reveal some information about what's happening with the mystery because there's a pretty good chunk of the movie maybe 30 minutes where we don't really know anything yet about where she went she just disappeared right that was the part of the movie i liked where it was still like, where could this go? What's mm-hmm. happening? Kind of like Tom said, like, you didn't know what was going on. I just didn't like where it went, I think. Okay, and that's fair. Um, but I I was, once it went beyond where I thought it was going to go, I had no expectations. I had no idea what was going to happen. And a movie like this, I, I was worried, especially early on, about the tone. Because it is a comedy, but it's also... You know, trying to be uh, intense and it's this mystery. Um, so I was worried that it wasn't going to be able to juggle all of that. And I found that it, it did. Like, I never really cringed at the movie unless I felt like I was supposed to cringe. Because there's some moments where the humor is like, it's it's funny, but it's, it's like uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Um, I was on board with all of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think besides like all the twists and turns... But everything is pretty believable. I mean, there's there's one too many twists and turns that make you kind of have to suspend your disbelief a bit. But for the most part, I thought it was like I didn't feel cheated at the end. And even though like in searching, you essentially get what you want. I felt cheated at the end of searching. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we've already talked about the performances. They were pretty good. Uh, there's some side characters, but they don't really have too much to do. So that sound. 
It's me. <laughs> Pissing yourself over there? <laughs> That's what it sounds like. There's like Velcro under the chair that I'm... Oh, <laughs> this is the like piss dribbling like, down something. <laughs> it was spilling. Or something. Travis <laughs> is so committed, he's just... <laughs> 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 Um, there are some side characters. They really don't have a ton of, ton to do. There's... I love Elijah though from Girls. I was gonna oh, yeah. say I wish he was in it more because so I funny. love him. He's one of the moms, right? <laughs> right. Yes, he okay, is yeah. one of the moms. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I did. You want to like be him. derivative? <laughs> uh, yeah. But I, I, on the other hand, I do kind of like that it's really just a story about. Anna Kendrick's character, Blake Lively, and later on the relationship with the husband, but kind of like that it, it felt small and kind of intimate in scope. I like that about it. It didn't get too lofty with its plot, but still interesting. Um, without getting into spoilers, I don't really have a ton to say beyond that. Does, does anyone else have something they want to throw out there? No. Negative? No. Let's spoil it. Okay, well let's let's give our star ratings and then we'll move into spoilers. Uh, it's four and a half out of five for me. What? Whoa! No. <laughs> <laughs> Three and a half. Matt, you've gone soft on us. Three and a half. <laughs> Two. 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 <laughs> One of the better movies. It's like maybe number ten, eleven so far for me. What? In I really enjoy. What? It. Yeah, I've only given six five-star reviews this year. What? Mm -hmm. So if the year ended today, this would be in your top ten? Maybe. It's ten or eleven. I mean, the year is almost (laughs) over. We're in October now. But there's there's some fucking heavy hitters coming out. First Man, Halloween, Suspiria. The Star is Born. Ugh, barf. (laughs) Uh, Colette. That's already slotted in at number six for me. (laughs) We got... um, (laughs) Doesn't matter how it is. (laughs) Uh, beautiful boy roma boy erased boy erased yeah i have not heard of half of these so i'm intrigued just you wait beta breath bumblebee oh actually that looks really good (laughs) i hate all the transformers movies no it does i saw the trailer for it i was like do i want to go see a transformers movie hell yeah hell yeah i do yeah i'm a paris on that one (laughs) i mean i'll go see it but the trailer makes it look Really bad. The trailer makes it look so good. I was actually intrigued. Did, did we no, watch it looks the terrible. Trailer? <laughs> the trailer looks bad. Thanks, Objectively. <laughs> I'm excited to see it. Okay, so let's get into spoilers. If you've not yet seen A Simple Favor, check the show notes, skip ahead to the next segment in the show. So, uh, the first kind of, not really plot twist, but the kind of the first thing we find out about the mystery is that she, uh, they find a body, right? So the, f- the body is in Michigan or whatever, and it's, it's a match. It's in a lake in Michigan. Yes, in a lake. So we think, oh, okay, well, she's dead. They mashed her by the tattoo and everything. You, you, you can say something if you want. I was just going to say the tattoo thing. You said it. Oh. <laughs> so we think, oh, okay, well, she's for sure dead, right? So then uh, – Anna Kendrick's character starts to develop like a intimate relationship with the husband that escalates very quickly, very quickly. And then there's this like weird element where the kids say they saw mommy at the school or whatever. Right. And they're like, Oh, that's weird. Something's going on there. And then Anna Kendrick, Anna Kendrick gets a phone call. So then you think, okay, well she's, she's alive. Clearly. Then we find out that she had a twin. I didn't miss anything in between there. Right. 
If you did, it doesn't matter. Just we find out that she had a twin. So then we there's uh, we we see what happened. They met each other. Uh, she was basically going to go to the police and tell them what they did as children because they basically burned down their family home. So I was trying to describe this movie to our one of our other roommates the other day at With brunch. or without spoilers? With spoilers. Okay. She said, I'm not going to go see his spoil it for me. And we were trying to describe it. And it was sort of like how Matt was doing where he kept forgetting that there were all these other random plot points. Because what the fuck? This movie has so many storylines, so many random things. Brotherfucker. And they all come together. <laughs> they do not. Masterfully. I wouldn't say too many storylines, but maybe too many twists. They're, I'd say they're different. I don't think that's too much. That's not too much information it's just all kind of they're not bombs the twins were arsonists and then anna kendrick is a maid because she puts her hair in a fucking bandana which was i had a serious issue with she was wearing wedges wedges matt have you you've never worn wedges but you don't go into someone's fucking house wearing wedges and a goddamn t-shirt put a bandana in your hair and all of a sudden you're a maid that was so bad that was the part where i feel like the movie was trying to be self-aware and was just bad I had a serious problem with the bandana. (laughs) (laughs) Not something that I had any qualms with, but uh, I guess came came and went for me as well. (laughs) I don't even remember a bandana. It was like a red (laughs) bandana. She had her hair. I mean, she was there to impersonate a cleaner, right? Right, But she didn't put on like anything an actual cleaner would Mm. wear. She was wearing wedge heels. The woman she was talking to was like crazy, right? But she so she thinks rather than not doing anything to change. I'll put this bandana in my hair. Not put it up in a bandana. Just put it in my hair like a headband. Well, that, I mean, but think about it though. You know she's not a maid, so you're like, why the fuck would you? If someone came to your house dressed like that, and you're expecting, a I maid, would be like, why are you wearing fucking wedge sandals trying to clean my house? Right, red but flag. you wouldn't think you're not that a maid. A you're an flag. imposter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I want to ask Sarah if she noticed that same moment because that was a real stickler for me and Yasmin. Who I'll, saw the movie I'll, with me. I'll text her. <laughs> <laughs> so Tom will report back. Uh, so twins. So she's going to basically go to the police, tell them what happened when they were kids, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so Blake Lively murders her sister, basically drowns her in the lake, takes her ring off, puts it on, body, blah, blah, blah. This whole time, they had they had already had life insurance plans this is one thing i'm kind of fuzzy on what was was this the plan the whole time was she was her intention always to murder her sister or because the husband was in on it too like it's a little i'm a little murky on that. i thought she was just gonna gone girl herself and make it look like she was dead because she was missing and you know after a certain point of time you assume like missing persons are dead just because they've been gone for so long Oh, right. And then she, he didn't know right away. He wasn't in on it from the beginning. He, he found wasn't out in later. on it, like, at all until she came back. Right. Right. But, well, he didn't know that she was back. He knew kind of what her plan was. But then she kind of accused... Oh, it wasn't until the... Okay, never mind. I'm misremembering. This movie was confusing and dumb. It, there was just a lot of it. Uh, they, they they have that scene where he thinks he's meeting. I can't remember who he thinks he's meeting, but she shows up and she like points the gun at him and she basically explains that she was alive, collecting insurance money, whatever. Great scene. Yeah. <laughs> and then that was a good scene, actually. I did like that. <laughs> um, and then from there, 
there's there's a lot of stuff going on in this movie. I'm trying to remember what the next sequence. Why are we telling are. it in order? Because we don't have to. <laughs> I guess I, all I'm doing is just spoiling the plot. I guess <clears throat> there's a lot of shit that happens towards the end. Uh, Blake Lively is gonna murder the two of them, and she like cuts wires and plot twist. It's being webcast the whole time. Yeah, because so dumb. Because it's one twist where they're recording the conversation. She's like, "Oh, I knew about that the whole time. I cut your mics." And then there's another twist. It's like, "Well, guess what? You're on camera, bitch." You know, like. <laughs> no, I think that was how it needed to end. Yeah, I well, I like that. I that <laughs> no, how it actually ended was with Blake Lively getting hit by a car. From Elijah. I didn't love that. I like the punchline, like him getting out of the car and whatever he said, but... About the okay. Prius. That was he makes of... a Prius joke, doesn't okay. he? Okay. About how okay. they sneak up on you. We got some input. The silent killer. First of all, of when I texted Sarah, <laughs> I have a real hard time with Anna Kendrick's name. I texted her Kendra Perkins. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Isn't that a basketball player? Ken- Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> a basketball player. Kendra Perkins. So I'm all fucked up. And then... Uh... <laughs> That's like uh, close. And then, okay, so I just asked her if she noticed and she said, yes, 100% noticed those damn Tom's wedges. That's she became a cleaning saying. lady by putting a kerchief around her head. I thought it was dumb. Thank you, Sarah. <clears throat> well, but again, I mean, <laughs> in a what two-hour movie, you're gonna just. <laughs> there was a lot of moments like that. I was just picking that out because that was one that very much stood out to me. I kind didn't make any sense; seemed unnecessary. Yeah, but she's also not like a professional yeah, with this. She's I think just that's... like investigating. So she's like, "Oh, what do I do?" Like, I'm. Oh, I'll just put my hair up and like. I don't think she, she ain't was... a master of disguise. All right, <laughs> she overlooked the wedges. So are you, as the audience? Just give it up, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, to Paris's point, like it bothered Sarah. It bothered Paris. It bothered Yasmin. It might just be a. A thing where if you wear wedges, you notice that. I was kind of it's probably people born in the <laughs> winter versus the summer. Know what wedges are? <laughs> yeah, that type yes. of shoe. Okay, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. It's like if you took a piece of pizza and put it on its edge and then walked on it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Y'all, Tom is wasted. I'm just trying to do um, all What's shape, it? all short shape correlations. With pizza. Oh, okay. I was like, what's Started up with you and <laughs> pizza? And <laughs> last <laughs> Can we talk about the brother fucker stuff? Uh, yeah. That- it was kind of hot. Right? No. <laughs> 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 Do you want to fuck your brother, Travis? Is what? that what's happening? Tyler? Are really you listening? Em- I really empathize with the character. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Andrew Kendrick, Anna Kendrick is hot. The person they cast play the brother was hot to be like, fair the brother was much hotter than her husband so you know whatever and also, it was a half brother yes. <laughs> literally still super related by blood <laughs> it's more related than a first cousin and that's not still super gross. related half related <laughs> well then you have half siblings travis uh no not that i know because <laughs> we find out that Gross. it wasn't <laughs> Like a one-time thing, right? <laughs> At first, we think it happened once when they were younger, but then there's, like, the confrontation. Like, the husband thinks something's up, you know? I like, thought it did only happen once, but she just they just are very familiar and intimate with each other like that because they had that one experience. That's what I thought. 
that, that could very well be the case. I just thought, I don't know, the fact that the husband got so in, like, even if they are close, like, to have that hunch that your wife is fucking her brother, like, One. seemed far-fetched. <laughs> Who's the uh, father of her kid? Now that's the big twist. Well, I think that was <laughs> the point that the dad was making, like... Who's the baby daddy? Is it me or is it your brother? Did we ever find out definitively? I don't think so. I don't. It's not really important to the story, but I don't think we ever find. None out. of it is important to the story. It didn't need to be in there. So Paris has a point. Like, was it? I mean, kind of feels yeah. like it was just there for the brother fucker. No, thing. it's totally in there to do two things. Number one, justify how quickly the two come together. After Blake Lively disappears and is confirmed dead, because it's the same pattern of behavior that she'd done before. And number two, like I mentioned earlier, it just sort of gives a little wrinkle to the character that makes you think maybe they're up to something or they have ulterior motives. Well, see, I really wanted the whole brother fucker storyline to turn into like when she said, My father died, and then not long, you know, and then six years, whatever later, not that long later. Both my brother and my husband died in a car accident. I wanted her to be like a black widow. And she was just like murdering all the men around her in her life. And I thought that would have been a cool twist. And I said they, I didn't really feel like they did anything with it other than make a joke out of it. Yeah. No, I think I think that's fair. I mean, I get where Tom's coming from. But then also at the same time, like... I don't know if it had to be in there. I mean, it helped those characters connect, and yeah, it's, it's a pattern that she has. But I could definitely see someone being annoyed or even like offended by that even being included in the movie in the first place. You know, that is a little over the top. To your point earlier, Paris. Well, and all the characters have this like perfect facade. You know, like they live in these nice neighborhoods, they dress nice, they have nice cars, but then like as people, they're all kind of shitty. <laughs> You and know, I feel I like actually, that plays into the whole movie. Yeah, I think of all your guys' points, I like Travis's the best of what could possibly be the motivations behind including that. Like, Anna Kendrick has a seemingly perfect life. She's got the mommy blog. She's the volunteer mom. But behind closed doors, she's a brother fucker. Yeah. Um, also... That getup that Blake Lively is wearing <laughs> in the cemetery. Just like no shirt. Yeah. Open blazer. Little tie. It's good shit. Little boob tie. Pretty much everything that she's wearing in the movie is <laughs> pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's uh, something else. Um, and I thought she was pretty good in the movie. I hadn't thought that up until this movie. The cemetery scene? Oh. No, just her, her <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> Uh, I previously thought she was a bad actress. In this, I thought she actually gave a, a pretty good performance. Have you seen Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants? Uh, no. You're missing out. You would love it. You would cry like a thousand times. Do those what? pants fit all of the <laughs> girls in the movie? They do. They're magical pants. Is it Gossip Girl that she was in? Or is it a different... She was in Gossip okay. Girl and Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. And then a bunch of bad movies. And then this one. Well, she was in <laughs> she was in the town. I think that's a really good movie, but she is not very good in it. Yeah, she's bad. In it. <laughs> what about The Shallows? Is she in that oh, movie? Oh, she is. Yeah. <laughs> Love that well, movie. Well, <laughs> I know there's a shark in that movie. I have not she seen plays the shark. movie. She, Nor have I. She carries she it. She voices the shark. <laughs> no, she carries the film. She has to. Mm. 
She's like the only person in the movie besides the drunk dude on shore. <laughs> that was the best part of the movie. Uh, okay, so anything else you guys want to say about a simple favor before we uh, move on to our next review? It's a good time. Audiences are correct. So yeah, it's getting good reviews. Let your definitely hair down, worth you a know? watch. <laughs> I would say it. You should go see it because it was entertaining, um, but not great. Travis, any last words? <laughs> oh, I just said you should go see it. I think it's definitely worth a watch. Not yeah. perfect, um, but yeah, very enjoyable. Probably running out of time at this point, but maybe you can catch it before it leaves theaters. If not, this would be a this would be a perfect like red box movie. You know? oh, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, that's going to do it for a simple favor. We are going to move on to Hold the Dark. We hopefully have another clip, if I can find one. Uh, <laughs> let's listen to it. Dear Mr. Core, three days ago, my son Bailey was taken by wolves. No one in the village will hunt them. My husband will come home from the war soon. I must have something to show him. So you come to kill it? To kill the one that took him? I came to help if I can. To explain this if I can. Okie dokie. Hold the dark. Directed and... Uh, oh, no, not and. Directed by Jeremy Saulnier. Written by Macon Blair, who has been in all of Jeremy Solnay's films. Uh, he most recently, Macon Blair meaning, uh, wrote and directed, I don't want to be, I don't, I don't feel at home in this world anymore. Yep. Um, Travis, correct me if I'm wrong. Did Jeremy Solnay do his own scripts prior to this or has it always been Macon Blair writing? Has he directed a Make and Wear script that before? That is a good question. I'm not sure. I but... think it was always Jeremy Solnier doing the writing. Let's look it up. Okay. Keep talking. Well, while I finish that, uh, so that's the filmmaking duo behind this. Plot synopsis reads, after the deaths of three children suspected to be killed by wolves, writer Russell Core, Russell Core, Russell Crow, Russell Core is hired by the parents of a missing Catch six-year-old Perkins. boy <laughs> to track down and locate their son in the Alaskan wilderness. Film stars Jeffrey Wright, Riley Keough, Alexander Skarsgård, and this is a Netflix original. Just went live on Friday. We were recording on a Tuesday. Um, I would say I think all of us here at the table are fans of Jeremy Solnier's work. Big fan. Yep. Have you seen Blue Ruin, Paris? I have not. I haven't seen Blue Ruin either. You guys need to watch that shit. Those movies are... That movie is, is dope. Yeah. I remember when I watched Green Room and you said the exact same thing. You said, you need to watch Blue Ruin. That movie is dope. Did We saw that together, didn't we? Green Room? Yeah. I think we did. I don't know. It was at our house. What? No. Didn't you go with <laughs> where me we to both see live? it? <laughs> the home where Green we both room? live. I, I swear we saw that together when we both had movie pass. I did not see it in theaters. I saw it at my house. Oh, uh, I guess you did. Our house. Where I guess we both you live. did not watch it with me then. I saw Green Room with somebody. Confirmation: Jeremy Saulnier did write Green Room, Blue Ruin, and Murder, Murder Party. Party. Okay. 
Um, so, Hold the Dark, uh, Tom, you said you wanted to kick this one off, right? Yes, my main criticism with the film is that it was too dark. Like, visually or the, yeah. Visually. Too dark. I couldn't see shit. <laughs> did you watch it? Long stretches of time. In the middle of the day with like all the blinds I open. I did have to finish it in the morning because okay. I watched about a third of it with Sarah and she said, I can't do this. <laughs> and uh, so I had to watch the rest of it in the morning and I had all the blinds down. I did everything I could to get that apartment dark. But the reflection on the screen was so bad. And there are scenes where it's like four minutes. <laughs> Of almost imperceptible movement within a dark room, and what? Yeah, I don't recall it being I, that dark. At well, all. there is a couple really, really dark scenes. There's yeah. one in particular, maybe in the middle of the movie, that was like maybe basically pitch black with a little bit of light coming through yeah. a window. Totally, I totally um, not remembering that. There's scene. a lot of like really, but pitch I don't black think that's scenes. a fault of the movie or a criticism. No, it is. That's a criticism Was of your, your TV. Because, on your TV? because, <laughs> because I have the blackest blacks on my TV. No, so. you don't. <laughs> I know what TV you have. <laughs> <laughs> because for a while I was like, oh shit, I'm missing stuff. No, I wasn't missing stuff. Eventually, I was just annoyed that I had to sit through a scene I couldn't see, that I knew nothing was happening anyway. Hmm. So did you find the movie to be boring then, I take it? Did you like the movie? It wasn't boring, but it was a little bit pointless. I thought it was also kind of, um, it's just kind of extra with its whole, like, trying to be more meaningful than it really was. And the two uh, characters, the husband and wife, were ridiculous. And the way that that whole thing pans out is so stupid. <laughs> and um, the the metaphor between the wolves and the people was kind of fun at first, but then it was stupid and overdone. That was my biggest issue with the movie was all the wolf stuff. I just felt like it was unnecessary. I... Yeah. And I get what it was trying to do with like making a metaphor like humans are animalistic as well but like i just feel like no one acts like that he leaned too <laughs> far into like trying to make it like an art type think piece yeah and he should have leaned more into the genre stuff like with green room or i thought Blue it was gonna room. be a better version of the gray or at least like wind river you know and it just wasn't are we gonna do spoilers for this movie <clears throat> we certainly can there's two topics that I would like to talk about that might be spoilery. Okay, we can yeah we can we can do a brief uh, spoiler thing on this. Um, so general impressions, I liked it for the most part. Um, I liked the tone of it. I thought it looked awesome. Um, there's some beautiful landscape shots. Landscapes are really good. We talked about this in the break, but uh, the couple minutes of the uh, plane sequence was pretty rad. <laughs> mainly from a visual standpoint um i thought the action and violence was super well done um it looked really good but i the the main problems i had with the movie was what the fuck was riley keogh doing in this like her performance i thought was bad i also thought alex skarsgård performance was bad too i thought both of their characters were also see i thought he his kind of work just because he was kind of a fucking weirdo and he just like turn into like 
a killer at one point in the movie. I found his character interesting. Yeah. But I found his performance to be like, it was like, you can see him acting, you know? Like, yeah, he was weird, but I felt like you could, I was watching him try to act weird. You know what I mean? I actually yeah. felt like that with all of the characters in this movie, like the cops, uh, the writer. I felt like you could all, I did like the movie a lot. However, I can see, like, I could kind of watch them acting really hard into the scene. That might just be Alex Skarsgård's thing, though, because I've been watching a lot of True Blood lately. That shit fucking rules, and No, watch, um, watch, uh, did you watch <laughs> Little Lies? Yeah, he's really he's good, good in that. that. Yeah, but I feel like sometimes he is kind of showy when he doesn't necessarily need to be. Um, I also thought the pacing was a little off. Like, at times it was super intense, but then other times it was very just, like, plotting and just, like, what is even going on? Why are, like, what's what's happening on the screen? Dude, uh, but <laughs> couldn't see it. Yeah, so I guess I was slightly disappointed, but I had huge expectations for it. Um, but ultimately, I was pretty satisfied. Ending was also a little bit of a wet noodle. I would agree on that. Um, I was really really into the movie up until pretty much the very end and i was kind of like oh okay i guess that's cool it ended whatever like it just sort of ended on a low like no wet noodle is a good way to describe it i think yeah uh i really liked the movie that comes with a disclaimer however uh i was really really high <laughs> there it is and thus by the end of it really really tired and i fell asleep <laughs> and i don't know how much of the movie i missed i do not know what you're talking about playing stuff <laughs> you didn't, dude that there's still a decent amount of movie after so, okay okay so how, that's like not only is that a long scene there's also a lot of stuff that like happens around the plane and we Wait, can why didn't you go back and finish it yeah well because it was late at night yeah but you didn't watch it last night did you no then i mean can't tom you, watched it the next morning can't you pick mm -hmm. it up where you left off 7 a.m like, no i was doing Someone something last night doesn't have commitment stardew valley <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> when did you watch this no we need why didn't Sunday. you finish this movie? I did finish it. Did you? I saw the end of it. He watched it on Sunday while Haley and I were at that show. Yes. Okay. So okay. So here, without getting into spoilers, we can get it more into specifics. You guys can fill me in when we do spoilers, right? I don't because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how much I missed. I I don't know. So here's what happened. I fell asleep. Uh, I woke up. It was the very last scene. Credits roll, and I was like. Uh, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> so I like rewind it. I watched the last scene, and then I was still. I was like, I still don't know what the fuck, but whatever. I'll come back to it if I can. Didn't get back to it. The last thing I remember vividly is a certain character getting stabbed in the head from the top down. Oh, yeah, you probably didn't miss it. Good... You probably uh, didn't miss a ton. That was a good movie, Dad. No, that was pretty. That was like the middle. It was of the pretty far. No, 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 it no, was no. pretty far in the movie. No, <laughs> there no. were still good like half that's hour his left. Middle that's of Scars. The movie. That's Skarsgård's last stop before he gets out there. 
there's still a decent, like a good chunk. Yeah. We're not talking five minutes. We're talking journey. Like after that, right? Maybe 20 to 30. So I watched like 30 minutes. I watched the last like five minutes. I rewatched that. Right. Yeah. And I remember whatever happened. I probably fell asleep right before because it sounds like maybe he got on a plane after that. Or I think all you miss, (laughs) I think all he, I think all he misses is, is it Jeffrey Wright? Yeah, yeah. Playing the exact same character that he plays in Westworld. By is the way, is that the cop? No, the writer, the main guy, Wolfman. Oh, you mean uh, Bebo from Hunger Games? Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think all you miss is him chilling with the uh, chief of police in his house for I like ever. Thought. Well, hold on, Matt. Did you see all the scenes? prior to that yeah did like, you see stuff in a cave or like outside well no no like i mean did you see the stuff prior to them being at the house like what happened the events that happened on that day did you see when the popo showed up to the village yeah God. okay <laughs> because they're at the house right after that that's why i was like yeah. did you miss the best part of the movie that went on forever. It yeah. was kind of dope. I, I loved, loved it. it. <laughs> I loved I it too. Going, the geography of that scene is sick. Like you know exactly where everyone. It like, I don't know. It was really cool. Never in like a, like in most action scenes, I sometimes don't know what's going on. It's like lots of quick cuts. I'm like, hello, what, who, and at the end, whoever's standing, I'm like, cool. I guess you did good fighting. <laughs> this was fucking brutal and super cool and i knew exactly what was going on at every moment and where everyone was i understood it it was staged really really well like you yeah. said you knew where everyone was in relation to the the shooter i guess we can get more into it later but there's a crazy shootout lasts like probably five to ten minutes i saw all of that i was wide awake for that stuff uh and then the adrenaline just ran out. Probably it just I got too high <laughs> and then went out. I just crashed after whoa, that. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Sleep. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but I really love the the tone of the movie. I will say I did not like the performances. I I thought everyone was either okay or bad. Even even Jeffrey Wright, yeah. I did not think he was very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex Garsgar, I thought was bad. Riley Keough, her character, I'm kind of like, whatever on. Uh, I wish she was in it more. There is a really creepy scene with her towards the beginning of the film that yeah. I liked oh, quite a bit. Oh, yeah. I just didn't like the way she was, like, giving dialogue. Like, it, she had this, like, whisper or, like, breath to her character that she seems so unnecessary. Breathy, yeah. Unnecessary. The dialogue in times at times also felt pretty unnatural. Like I don't I yeah. don't think the script is the best. Right. I think if it wasn't Jeremy Solnier directing it, let alone directing like a very close friend of his, I think this movie probably would have sucked. Man, the delivery the was very wooden. The script did kind of suck. The like was something wrong with the I wonder sky. I wonder if they weren't <laughs> such shit like that. I was annoyed. It's really weird, inorganic lines that no one would say. It was just a little. It, it was just a little over the top. All the whole. They they tried to get this whole spiritual element to the movie that just did not. They didn't pull it off at all. Right. Yeah. No. But uh, to what you were saying, maybe like it just maybe since his friend did write it, maybe he was like, "It's a great script," you know, like. 
Maybe if it wasn't his friend, like, like it might have been a better movie. Like, if Matt gave you a script, you would have to say it was good, and you would have to direct it? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe not be as harsh as I normally would with someone else, because we are, and, you know, pretend that we had have been basically making movies our entire lives together. I mean, that's just facts. Like, how you do and you... Matt always make movies together. Well, no, but those guys have basically grown up making movies, so, like, yeah. I feel like it'd be kind of tough to be, like... Pretty bad. But. <laughs> <laughs> Might be why it's on Netflix and not released in theaters. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's a terrible script, but I just think it's there's some there's some issues. Yeah, with it, for sure. Um, but I do think uh, I liked visually. I thought it was gorgeous. Uh, keeps keeps the tradition of gnarly violence going. <laughs> there's some like pretty gruesome stuff in the movie. Not on the same level of like Green Room, like the bit where he gets his his. Basically, his, his wrist cut open. Yeah, like, nothing that haggard, but like, guns, like dude's getting shot in the <clears throat> neck, and he's like flesh flying and blood shooting out and oh, yeah. stuff like that. That's oh, where we had to turn it off. There's a scene. <laughs> this isn't really a spoiler, but Alex Skarsgård's character, uh, he's a, a veteran, right? There's mm-hmm. a part where he gets shot in the neck, and oh. you just watch him oh, like that's good I mean. yeah. blushing yeah. out of the wound, like that's that was gnarly intense i thought he was a gunner so oh i thought you said i thought he was a gunner i was like he was (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's his introduction in the movie is he's just very robotically and coldly like fucking taking down people with the sound of a 50 cal is like the coolest sound in Um, That's the sound. <laughs> subject matter wise, no relation, but I, I was telling Travis earlier before you guys showed up that I was kind of getting Terminator vibes from from Skarsgård because he's very stoic, yeah. robotic, and just fucking ruthless. Yeah. Know? Yeah. That's one of the points I want to talk <clears throat> about in the spoiler part. Yeah. Uh, so overall, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I, I think I rated it. Well, no, I'll come back to that. Um, I think I came in maybe a little too hot. I think I need to either rewatch the whole thing or at least to watch the last like <laughs> half hour over again. Because if there was any like, uh, if the movie was striving for any kind of like poetic insight at the end, or if there was any revelation, it was, it was lost on me because I missed it. You know what I mean? I just enjoyed all the stuff I saw, the violence, the the visuals of the film. I like the wolf stuff, not thematically, but I liked you know the interactions with the wolves. That stuff totally looked cool. Um, Could so have been I, a little bit more of that. Yeah, I wish there could have been a different movie. Cool wolf stuff. <laughs> I wish there were more actual wolves in it. I really enjoyed the wolf scenes. That's see, give us wolves. It wasn't or what give I give us death. I, <laughs> I was expecting more wolf stuff because I mean it's kind of you think it's a movie about like hunting a wolf. It's not really what the movie is. Plot twist, out. it not. <laughs> uh, okay, any other general impressions before we uh, dig into some spoiler stuff on this one? No. Cool. Okay, I rate. I logged it as a four and a half. I need to. I need to bump that <laughs> down to. A, I need to. Thing. I need to bump that down to a four because I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know how much I had missed. I thought maybe it was ten minutes. Like I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to bump it down to a four because I did really enjoy what I saw. The end scene, I think, is interesting, but I don't really have like the context, context. leading up to it. Now, it seemed like an interesting place to when end When you movie. say end scene, because there's like maybe, maybe 
60 seconds, 30 seconds of the last final scene shot? Are you talking about that or are you talking about the scene that takes place prior to that? Are you talking about is it an outside end scene or an inside end scene? An inside end scene. Okay, because that was very short and it also didn't really give you a lot of context. I mean, you can put two and two It was probably but... like three minutes, something like that. Mm, no. This... I rewatched it. 30 seconds. No, that's more than that. Really? Yeah. You're talking about where he's he's inside. Yes. Main character. Yes. Yes. There's some stuff in the house preceding that. In the house. In the house? Dude, he's in a house. Or no, no, not a house, though. How fucking high were you? (laughs) Don't say it. Don't say it. Uh, The answer is pretty high. Uh, (laughs) But... Okay, well anyway, so let's 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 just get this. Give your star rating. Ice cold (laughs) Coca-Cola. Five stars. For Coca-Cola. For the soda. <laughs> yeah. And for Hold the Dark? Two and a half. Wow. I need really? To, I liked, I really liked the cinematography. I was on board for like yeah. 30 minutes with this movie. I liked the wolves. The rest of it was so stupid. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I liked the, I liked the shootout scene. That I was mean, cool. And I, I liked the, the tension. I was entertained during this movie, but all of the real substance of the characters and the decisions and the the message of the movie what was completely lost on me. Interesting. Okay. Travis? Uh four stars. But you know, I might I might get into this a little bit more on a rewatch. We'll see. Going up for you? Maybe. Upward trajectory. I might it might be like a, a force feed though, you know. <sighs> writing my own narrative you, you know <laughs> you know what i like to do <laughs> but we'll see but solid four star movie i also gave it four stars and it's interesting because tom and i had the exact opposite opinions of these two movies we just switched it's fine i mean I he's like very wrong on, but it's normally fine. on the same page I'm either on the same page with you or Travis or Matt or none of you. Oh, so. well, <laughs> no, that's all the possible options. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so alone. let's talk spoilers. So check the show notes. Uh, can you guys <laughs> fill me in? So after okay. making Blair's character gets fucking stabbed through the top of the head by Alex Garsgard. He leaves the house. I'll just pull it up on Netflix right now. <laughs> Is Let's that- just fucking watch it. I forgot to mention that I'm really excited that Matt finally took my suggestion of having a segment called Netflix and Chill. This is called Netflix and Chill, this segment, by the way. Um, in which I said, since he watches so many Netflix movies, and you guys do too, and like Netflix shows, that you guys should have a dedicated, at least one per episode, Netflix and Chill talk Not about. Not a bad thing. idea. It's a great idea, Can... and I had this idea like two fucking years ago when you started this podcast, and Matt was like, yeah, cool, let's do that. Did not do it. He hates me. <laughs> I'm in. But I that... got a little Netflix and chill moment for later. That's a commitment. Mm. That's a commitment for all of us to make. Tom? Yeah, I'm, I'm in, dude. I mean, you guys are all watching Last Chance You, right? That's on Netflix. That could count. Mm-hmm. Well, well, they're finished. I'm, I'm Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting until next season. But... Trickling them in. So, uh, filling I you feel in like on the I ending. missed like twenty minutes. 
It's so so like. what was the last thing you saw? Can you explain it in detail? Because I think I was maybe thinking of a different thing. Yeah, but who got stabbed in the head? Macon Blair. Macon Blair. So he's the guy who wrote the movie. But he's the guy. The addict who patches him up after he gets shot. Yeah. Oh, that dude wrote the movie? Yeah. He was the worst character in the whole thing. That what? makes sense. Yeah, dude. It was a fine little cameo. Like, no, I mean he what? was funny, but like he's just like doing coke and listening to metal, and then all of a sudden his friend comes. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna patch you up." Then he calls the police. What a shitty friend. He's a dirtbag, but that doesn't mean I knew he, he was, was gonna like... betray him the second he gave him pills. Yeah. Oh yeah. People who give you pills will betray you. This is this is Thomas' motto. When you're a fugitive <laughs> and you're the person giving you pills is strung out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's fair. So my doctors anyway. are usually just on like a little bit of coke, but so <laughs> that's the last time that you see. I'm pretty sure that's the last time you see uh, Skarsgård's character until the final scene. Okay. Yes. So after that, he is like out, <clears throat> and I'm pretty sure where we go from there is back to the writer. And the police chief. Mm-hmm. And they actually have some pretty interesting conversation. I think that's where I fell asleep. Yeah. So this Which is I can post, understand. It's quiet. It's and- post shootout. Everybody's chilling out trying to figure out how to process the day. They talk about parenthood a little bit because the chief's going to have a kid. Yep. At 42. Mm-hmm. They have some interesting conversation, actually, because um, the writer is like, has a really bad relationship with his daughter and is kind of embarrassed at his performance as a father and And kind of his wife it seems like as well yeah so they talk about that over some whiskeys and then i don't know if there's anything between that and them flying out there so there's the Macon Blair stuff, which there's still a half hour left. Travis has got it on Netflix. What? You got right like, now. A, like yeah. a on mute. Second by second. Travis like... has this pulled up. He's going to give you a rundown. He's going to read the subtitles so, off for you. No, no, no. <laughs> so after he kills Macon Blair, there's a scene of the police chief and Jeffrey Wright having a conversation about God knows what, you know, the. Well, we just talked about kids and stuff. We know yeah. what. Yeah, we, we just don't care you. about this. Stuff. That was one of the best. <laughs> Get back conversations to the plane. I love that. It was great character <laughs> development, <laughs> making them real people after I thought this. That horrendous, was like the best conversation like, in the movie. Yeah, no, that well, was honestly for a script that was mostly garbage. That actually seemed the most real, the most like people actually yeah, talking Travis. to each other. I think the, my yeah. problem with it was that we were getting too much information about this police chief, and it's so that when he dies later, you will care. Mm-hmm. But I didn't care. And I no. cared so much. I the, was so sad. The point I'm trying he to make is that. a pregnant wife who's old. There's too many people. <laughs> She's old, Travis. No, there's too many people's stories going on. And at that point in the movie, I didn't need another storyline or another person to care about. So I was just like, You have like cares only about three people sheet? to care about in this All right, what happens? What happens? Okay, yeah. So anyway. we uh, Then there's like a. A flashback slash dream sequence of Riley mm. Keough and Alex Skarsgård in the hot springs. Yeah. Doing hot stuff. Wow, what? They and are hot naked. Stuff? Not as hot as you would think. It's, it's one of those dark hot. scenes where you can't really see anything. Oh, so and then Tom, it goes to I the feel plane. Like I see a lot in that scene and I'm very confused. No, that scene was one of the, the brighter of okay. the dark scenes. Yeah. Okay, good. So you didn't see once the plane landed and then they were out in like the wilderness. You saw zero plane. Not, no plane. Because that's basically when it turns into like the Revenant or something. Yeah. What? Yeah, where it's like 
Alex Skarsgård versus the police chief now you are way overselling this okay i know i know i know no i mean it was pretty cool he pops out of the trees like a shadow let me tell this part okay number one they're taking a little you know a little what do you call this little little prop plane yeah little puddle jumper if you will good descriptor tom um out into the wilderness and there's a storm of course there's a storm but when they leave he's like jeffrey wright who had remembered that there was a hot spring and that's probably where they were going to end up of course he Um, thought that's where because they were trying to find her right and by virtue of finding her find him yes and i knew that part i knew they were both they both knew that that's where they had to go but when they went in the puddle jumper the police chief made it sound like we'll circle around if you see it i'll call it in because it was just the two of them. Well, yeah. Also, it was just the two of them because half of the force was going to like, you know, like talk to the villagers. Half where the we're going to go try and find this murderer dead. out in the woods. But, just but, the two of us. But that's why I you, was like, this fucking it seemed unbelievable until the chief was like, we're just going to circle around. Then we'll call it in if you see anything. And I was like, well, that seems reasonable. But then they land. Yeah, that's not <laughs> plot twist. Not what happened. Uh, and then this, this um, face off that Travis is describing. Okay, I will agree that Revenant is overselling it, but as far as like a, you know, we're out in the wilderness, it's Duel of the Fates. I mean, Alexander it was Skarsgård He's got a, a fucking bow. Skarsgård's out there with a bow. A crossbow. A compound bow. What is that? Need he say <laughs> more? A bow that you pull back it's a normal bow no 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 it was not when he pulled it off the shelf i saw it it was a crossbow it had multiple arrows lined up and it just goes pew 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 no they were lined up top to bottom you can yeah. just you can you store them that way i don't, I don't it's know. it's a, a badass bow is like a bow gun like you yeah. literally pull a trigger and yeah. it's single single load that's what i thought this was no. No, what they're describing is like a modern day bow. I'm yeah. looking up I'm looking up compound <laughs> You guys are being terrible describing this to me. I'm looking up compound. This isn't bow. like That is what it was, yes. <laughs> I just saw a picture of it. That's a hundred percent what it was. I thought they were the same thing. So what? The climax Anyways, of the film is basically this. Shit like, goes down. Well you're gonna go rewatch the last I am thirty but minutes. So still. Shit goes down, blah, 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 blah. No, not blah, 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 blah. So he goes into this cave and he sees Riley Keough, the writer does. Oh, this is after the chief has been struck with an arrow and killed instantly. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. So, and the chief (laughs) is the only one that knows how to fly the plane, right? So, like, he's fucked. He's in the middle of bumfuck Ohio, except it's Alaska. (laughs) And so he's like, well, I better check out these hot springs, I guess. He finds Riley Keough in there, and he's like, he's coming for you, right? Is that what he says? He says something ominous, like, he's coming for you. And then he does come for her almost immediately. He shows up there. And then he shoots Bebo, like, straight in the chest, like, probably punctures a lung. And then he goes up to Riley Keough, and he starts strangling her. As she strangled their boy child. Mm -hmm. And he's strangling her. He's strangling her. And then they have a moment. And she lifts up his wolf mask. 
and he's crying. He's crying hella tears. He's mad crying. He's just full on sobbing. And no, he's crying quiet man tears. And <laughs> and then he like kind of stops choking her and they're just like have an intimate moment together. And you're like, oh, for sure they're going to bone. Yeah, I mean, you're making it sound much more interesting than it actually played I out. found it very interesting. I'm with Travis on this. I thought it was... Um, well, I guess... Terrible. Sorry to... <laughs> I was, by this point in the movie, I was like so into it. I was not in the beginning. I was kind of texting. By this point, I was like <gasps> wide-eyed. Just what's going to happen? So was it right for me to f- be confused then at the end? Or no? It's right to you. It's right, I think, to be angry. Because the because, the emotional nuances of these characters <laughs> suddenly appearing out of nowhere after this guy had just like psycho murdered half of Alaska, and then he shows up yeah. and his wife, and he's like, "You know what? I love you after all." And then they fuck in a hot spring. I mean, that was great. It's like their anniversary spot or whatever, and then they <laughs> leave the guy to. Well, they didn't fuck after they, they also killed, didn't leave him to die. Him, but... I know you were gonna say they didn't leave him to die. Well, they didn't the kill him, but they didn't save him. No, he took the arrow out yeah. and... They gave him a chance. Yeah, to gave try to... Gave him a cigarette. Yeah, he gave him <laughs> a cigarette. <laughs> now I'm on board. Well, I think that was to test if his lung was punctured or not. Mm. That's because if he was able to blow out the cigarette, that means his lung wouldn't have been punctured. I know. Because he well, shot him in the chest. Yeah, but I mean, he he totally almost died. Like, no, I thought that was he just for kind sure like would have died if it wasn't for the ex machina type moment. Yeah, you know, here you go, that's... partners. Classic action <laughs> yeah. movie, like one was. last cigarette before you die type thing. I mean, it was pretty badass. <laughs> okay, so Wright crawls out of the cave. He doesn't get very far. And as he's dying in the snow. Is this where the wolves come back in? The wolves. by the same wolves. Do we know it's the same wolves? It looked like there was only one set of wolves used for the movie, it looked like. They all have blood on their mouths, which is what all the wolves in the movie have. So. Yeah. <laughs> all wolves have ever, I think. Right? I think that was the tell, though, was yeah. the, the mouths. So uh, he's passing out, passing out, passing out. And then, boom, Snowmobile comes by, straps him up on the back. Which they did see from the plane, yeah. to be fair. Yeah. It wasn't like it came out of nowhere. It was the same one you saw in the beginning of the movie out there hunting elk and then they saw it from the plane so you knew it was in the area and then you get the worst line of the movie which is when he's being carried in and the driver goes they spared you he spared you he says they he says he no i'm pretty sure it's they and shut up i thought it was well and you're like is it the wolves or it was it the couple and then you're like oh it does both 100 percent. i thought it was (laughs) no oh my god 100 percent. i thought it was he and i was like it's because the villagers kind of knew that alex skarsgård was an evil motherfucker because he's scandinavian Right. If that doesn't convince you that this movie's stupid, then I don't know what what does. I loved it. Sounds a little so, on the nose. Okay. That, but... <laughs> the two things that I wanted to on talk the snout. about. The first thing. So, did you guys know that this movie was based on a book? No. It was, and in the book, it's much more explicit that the husband and wife are brother and sister. They definitely left that out of the script. Right. (laughs) There's a couple hints where she says, met him, 
I've known him my whole life. I've never not known him. But I just assumed it's like a small town. You know everyone from well, the time you're born. And she's super fucking weird. So how can you believe anything? That well, she but all, they also have the same coloring and they're both like Nordic and a very like not that place. And the guy even mentions like, oh, there was a girl that looked like you. And then there's also like a picture of them as little kids where it looks like it could also be a family. Those are the only things in the entire movie. But apparently in the book, it's very explicit that like they are brother and sister. Part of the reason why they think she killed the kid was because it was a kid of incest. And that's like the evil. This is basically the plot of a Cormac McCarthy book called Outer Dark. Like baby born out of incest, mother kills the baby. Like this is all like a Cormac McCarthy book. Maybe it was that book. I thought the the whole I don't remember the name of the book. Hold the dark. Well, that's what I was saying. That's the titles are very similar. I thought the whole killing of the kid had to do with like the line about like killing your young ones. Well, so like because base. Well, and it might have been playing into the whole like. I feel like this is a prevalent theme this year or mm-hmm. in the last couple years is like can't bring a kid into this world because it's terrible, you know, like I mean, type thing. Fair. So that could have also been playing a factor. Now, was the child christened with wolf oil? Because that seems to do the trick for those unnatural children. So, fucking a wolf question. Oil. Wasn't she, like, possessed <laughs> no, by some sort no, of, like... No, question about that. Wolf demon? Or... So, I <laughs> thought, I thought this wolf whole movie... Monsters. This is the other spoilery thing I wanted to get into. I thought this whole time we were going to find out that they were werewolves. Feel like that, everything in the movie. That. No, everything in the movie <laughs> no. leads up to that. She's possessed by a wolf spirit. He, the dad, uses wolf oil to fucking cure him. They have a wolf mask. He puts on the wolf mask when he kills people. The lady's throat that he kills, the old um, native woman, her throat is ripped open, which looks like an animal. Right before that scene, when he's about to attack her, he gets almost on his haunches. He gets really tall over her. His head is constantly bent over in that shape like werewolves have in most movies like hunched over i thought this was gonna turn into a werewolf movie i like it and better. that was kind of why i also didn't like the ending i like it more of like a metaphor type werewolf rather than like a, a literal werewolf. no yeah. i i pretended cooler. that they were werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds cooler when you're describing it but then where you eventually go I no. pretended that they were werewolves and that's why they buried the body and like did that weird practice and that's why he was like, I'm sorry, you can't have a body. That's why they took the coffin with them. It's because they have to perform a weird ritual so that he can become a werewolf too with them. Let me just ask you guys this. These people who have, as far as we can tell, fairly functional lives, they exist in the real world. They are part of a community. The one guy's in the military. One bad thing happens. Granted, it's a pretty bad thing. He comes back, and with his buddy, he decides to to murder some cops just out of the blue. Well, also that they don't get in the way of his revenge. Well, not from. We only see like one, but also they were taken by the other ones were actually taken by wolves. I thought we don't know that. Okay, because they're werewolves. <laughs> no, no, but no, but we also. But then he goes after out, the cops. Like we also what? find out that pre going to Iraq, he had killed people. He the son says. What in the book? Mama says no in the movie. Oh, I thought he, that the was son a, says. I thought that was from like a furlough when he was already in the military. No, no, no. I mean, oh, maybe I assumed it was before he left because the son says like, "Do you have to leave? Like you're going to war or whatever," and. 
says, Mama says you kill people. And it's like, well, sometimes when you protect the ones you love or what you need, you have to kill people. Which doesn't sound like something you would say if you were going to war. Not something you would tell to your, like, six-year-old child. Right. <laughs> Regardless, it's not probably something you should be like, I've definitely killed people. If you need to protect things you love, you just well, murder people. does he say it's a good thing in some aspects? He definitely says it's good yeah. <laughs> if you need to protect your loved ones or stuff you need. That was the thing where I was like, so in Maslow's hierarchy of needs, where does killing come? Like, you've got shelter and food and water. But then, like... Way at the top, you've got, like, TV. Like, I need TV. But, like, at what point do I kill people for my needs? <laughs> when it, I guess when it, when killing one person gets you TV. Or when the person using the TV is watching, like, Big Bang Theory or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's a law that says if someone's watching Big Bang Theory, you can, like, legally murder them, right? That's fine. I think we're trying like to pass purge. that legislation as you speak, yeah. Uh, okay. Anything else on Hold the Dark? No. Okay. Good movie. Wish it was werewolves. Worth the watch. Can't wait to watch the last 30 minutes of it. <laughs> uh, okay. So uh, let's move on to what else we've been watching. Um, I can go first. Uh, I watched, I was just in California. I guess I didn't talk about that during the intros. Oh, um, right. How was that? It was good. It was hot. It was like 90 degrees in September, which is awesome. Disgusting. One final. Well, it was perfect because the weather has been kind of shitty here lately. So one final like stab at summer. So it was cool. Went to Universal Studios. Did that stuff. Anyway, it was basically just there to see family and stuff. Um, but plane ride there, I watched Love, Simon, which Travis is a huge fan of. Yeah. Huge. Five. Dropped five, five stars, star on yeah. that bad boy, right? I logged this one as a four-star movie. Uh, it's a feel-good film. Uh, it's very well done. I like the performances, especially the main kid. Um, that So that, that was all enjoyable. Very well done movie. I feel like the stakes... Not that the stakes have to be high in this kind of movie, but I was kind of underwhelmed by... There just really wasn't that much for me to get invested in. He's got a really loving family. Essentially, the movie is about this kid who who's not out, but he's gay. And someone, there's this website where people post uh, uh, basically secrets, like anonymous secrets, you know what I mean? So there's another person at the school who is uh, uh, gay, and they basically, is the whole movie is him trying to find out who this person is, right? It's like a secret admirer type thing. Yeah, that type of thing. So, but he has a really, he's not out with his family or his friends, but they're all very loving and supporting. So even when he does finally come out, it's like, yeah, we get it. Like, it's great that you're gay. We're going to support you. Like, I just, I feel like there really weren't stakes there. Me, like this, I think this is the kind of movie that we need because it doesn't portray coming out as this, like, I mean, it's an, it portrays it as an important event because it is, but it's not this, like, he doesn't get shunned. It's not this world changing thing. You know, it's like, it comes out and it's okay. Like it's, he, he, his family makes him feel like, like he's has worth and that they fully support him. Nothing changes about the way they look at him. So like, I get that, but I just really wasn't that captivated. I don't know. Like I was interested the whole way through, but I, I thought it was going to be a tearjerker. I didn't cry. 
uh and we you guys know how easy it is to make me cry um i don't know i maybe i just went in with expectations that were too high should but... i give a rebuttal for this or yeah go for it um well i, I can kind of see what you're saying but as far as the stakes not being high like it's high school and i feel like things just are you know like ramped up when you're that age like stuff that doesn't maybe seem like a big deal to the big like the outside world is like the biggest fucking deal just because you're in high school and that's all you have to deal with is your little life and your friends and all that yeah well i mean i loved eighth grade the stakes aren't high in that movie but it just i it resonated with me more than this movie i I don't know it just like there wasn't really anything for me to connect with like i feel like the whole coming out thing not being a big moment like that's just like the time it's set in because we are in a more progressive society if this was set in the 80s like that kid would have got annihilated you know what i mean like it would have been a way different movie (laughs) um but i mean i mainly just thought it was super entertaining and enjoyable and like i just liked hanging out with all the kids and stuff and i liked the i can't remember exactly how the whole like parent family stuff plays out but i feel like it was like you could definitely feel that it was something that was like troubling him and he wasn't necessarily sure how his parents were going to react. And at least his dad kind of reacted like a little different or odd about it, but it wasn't like he was rejecting it by any means. It was just like a, Oh my God, I had no idea like type thing. I thought I did think that was handled very well as far as uh, Josh DeMal is the yeah. dad. And the way he responds is is exactly how you would expect like a, a liberal white male to respond, but a very masculine gender normative white male. You know, he's like, yeah. he has he has that moment where he's like, my son is gay. You know, it's like, it's not like... There is some weirdness there, you know, because he's just like kind of coming to terms with like, okay, this is a situation. It's not born out of like spite or like any negativity, like negative feelings toward his son. I thought that was handled really well. Um, I don't know. I guess I just, yeah, I wanted to like it a little bit more than I did. I guess it's hey, kind of what it boils down to. still gave it four stars. I mean, I could maybe. Well, it's solid for sure. I think I maybe overrated it by a half star, but that might have been just because it was early on in the year and the trailer for that movie was fucking terrible and like all the marketing around i feel like they didn't know how to market that movie at all i actually didn't see any marketing for it oh. until like someone i knew saw it was like this movie is groundbreaking blah 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 and i was like what this movie came out who's this <laughs> i remember at regal there was some sort of standee where it, it was like the most it was the worst thing ever the tagline whatever it was was terrible it was basically like comparing standing in line to being gay and like don't don't stand in line alone for concessions grab a friend type thing wait i remember that and oh i was my just like God. no no don't <laughs> like the being like feeling alone bef- like if because you haven't come out it or because you come out and like been ostracized is the same as standing because, alone yeah. when you're going to a movie it was bad that's terrible <laughs> i've never <laughs> even felt like a little bit alone (laughs) because you had nice cold coca-cola in your hands i wasn't going to yeah (laughs) um so that was solid uh and then on the flight back i watched uh battle of the sexes which is that tennis movie with uh steve carell and emma stone uh it was good again didn't love it 
It's uh, directed by uh, Jonathan Dayton, Valerie Ferris, who did... So the kids are all right? No, no, no. no. Is that one person? No. Crazy Stupid Love. No. Damn. Right. Little Miss Sunshine <laughs> right. and Ruby Sparks. Two movies that I love. I'm thinking of a different directing duo, I'm pretty sure. You're thinking of Dan <laughs> Fogelman and... Uh, can't remember the other guy's name but anyway this was also it was enjoyable i feel like the story was maybe a little bit watered down for the movie it feels like uh it was entertaining i thought emma stone was really good steve carell was really good but i don't know it was kind of like it played out kind of exactly how i thought it would play out it was entertaining but there wasn't really anything that was impactful the yeah, tennis... I feel like it was missing something like profound or like special about it. It just was like kind of a generic, like biopic, but with the whole like you know like feminist or like. I, I <laughs> feminist thing going yeah, the, on. The, 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 the subject matter is you know feminism in the seventies. This like tennis battle represented like women's progress. Essentially, not that that's a bad thing, Paris. I'm just saying that was the angle it was going for. I was just curious to see what you were going to say. That's all. Got to tread lightly. <laughs> what I will say though, the tennis. I don't care how hard they try to make it interesting to me. <laughs> Fuck tennis. Like, unless it's Roger Federer against uh, Rafael Who? Nadal. Who? I don't give a shit. Federer? Or is- Roger Federer? No, I know the angry older tennis player, and I know Serena Williams. John John McElroy? Yeah. McElvoy. Mac- no, that's James McAvoy. <laughs> well, McElroy. I thought McElroy was a golfer. Oh, well, who's what? The- well, is isn't it- there a McElroy golfer? Probably. No, that's uh, no, no, no. Like the gray-haired. He's in like movies sometimes. Yeah, he was in Kirby Enthusiasm too. Yeah, it might be something like was. that. Yeah, McElroy. But anyway, I don't know if you guys have ever seen <laughs> Federer and Nadal against each other in like the final Wimbledon, whatever the fuck. I don't know. Uh, those great, guys are those guys stuff. are nuts. Those guys are nuts. But otherwise, they try to make the tennis like I don't care. I was like not. I didn't give a shit about. It. I knew Emma Stone was going to win the tennis match. You know what I mean? So it's like you can't make tennis interesting to me. So what? that was kind of like whatever. Tennis um, is cool. Nah, I'd rather play ping pong. <laughs> Matt's actually very good at ping pong. Yes, very good. So he says, but I have not seen it in action. I have. He's beaten me many, many times. Does that say in a lot, though? Or? Whoa! <laughs> I was nationally ranked. Battle of the no. Excuse me? Yeah, it wasn't much of a battle. I'm not that great at ping pong. But I've seen Matt play Trey, who is actually good at ping pong, and he still beat him by, like, a lot. Nice. It's okay. Matt's one claim to fame. He can remember random movie trivia, and he's good at ping pong. That's very true. Parrish has summed up my entire character. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was plain, plain watching. Someone else can go. Nice. Uh, I'm going to go use the restroom. Okay. Well, I'll go because you've seen this movie. Speaking of plain watching, I watched The Post oh, on a plane. <laughs> Travis has nothing to say. Um <laughs> It's pretty good. Yeah. It's very polished, as you can imagine. Spielberg, Streep, Hanks. You know it's going to be totally watchable. Was it? It sort of reminded me from the trailers 
of Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy? No. Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy is like annoyingly confusing. I may have fallen asleep in the theater while watching Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Yeah, that movie's super boring. Which is why I have <laughs> not yet watched the post. Um, the post, the post is good, but I'm. I also kind of like nerded out on the whole like newspaper scene and the the journalistic element and the like the weird little rules that they had to follow about whether or not they could use certain information. Um, I mean, some, that sounds cool. Some of the interesting history because like the Times actually broke the story first, but they didn't have all of the information. But they had an injunction against them from Nixon, so it was like this journalistic question of do we post the rest of the information and risk like the future of the newspaper or do we sacrifice the first amendment basically yeah. and the things that we believe in journalistic integrity <clears throat> yeah who cares very relevant so it's kind of interesting <laughs> whoa you know they do the thing at the end that is same the same thing that they did in spotlight spotlight is a much more impactful movie but at the end where you know they run the presses basically and it's like you see the paper getting printed and you know it's gonna go out that day and you're like oh yeah the good guys <laughs> they've got that. i love those factory <laughs> scenes <laughs> it's a it's kind of cool too because it's the older machines so you get to see like the wackadoo way that they put together newspapers back in the day they hand wrote all of them fun fact yeah that's true one by one just uh, sweatshops in uh, Indonesia, just a bunch of small children, just all the little tape on the... Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> you can see their little little fingerprints when they... they just a little smudgy. Blotch the ink, you know? Yeah. Um, they didn't come home those days. Nah, it's, it's a good movie. I, I enjoyed it a lot. So Good. I'll have to right. check it out. It would not have made my ten, top ten last year. <clears throat> Thank God. <laughs> what did you did you rate that movie like a two and a half or a I think three? So, yeah, two what? and a half. I give it a four. Come on, so man. boring. Yeah, dude. you were pretty. You were pretty down on that movie, dude. I, I wanted to run out of that theater. I was so bored. Sorry, Tom Hanks, Bob Odenkirk, Mel Streep. Oh yeah, Bob. None of those. They could those, keep me in my seat. Those are all great <laughs> actors. In a bad movie. Mm. Well, Justin Spielberg. Okay, dude. maybe not a bad movie. Just a boring movie about. Subject not a matter movie. I could care less about. It's not that boring. It's really boring. I told you the trailers look boring. It they sounds did. interesting from your description. Oh, People talking boring. in a room for two hours. Give me is a all movies. <laughs> also, no. Meryl Streep's character <laughs> is not what you think she's going to be from the trailer, hmm. which was interesting to watch. She's not okay. just like a powerhouse woman the whole movie. She's She has an arc. There's like growth. Yes. Okay, cool. I'll definitely have to check it out. So, fun fact, Spotlight and The Post were written by the same guy. Go figure. I did not know that. Me neither. Do uh, you want me to go? Mm -hmm. So, I watched uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow, the uh, other movie that Panos Cosmatos directed, the director of Mandy. Mm -hmm. And I did not like this movie. I wanted to like it, but I just couldn't. And it's pretty nonsensical. It's very out there, weird, trippy. S similar to Mandy in that aspect, but like Mandy's just a lot more fun and has more going on and more of a budget and just feels more polished than Beyond the Black Rainbow. Beyond the Black Rainbow is like abstract art. 
Like it's like mother. No, like way more abstract. Like you can't even put the pieces together. And then I, I had to like read the Wikipedia afterwards to like even try and figure out what even happened. But then like where the movie even goes and ends up is kind of disappointing. And it's just, I don't know. I th- Was there an actual plot? There is, but it's very hard to grasp. I would say it's cool to like watch for some of the visuals, but beyond that, it's like pretty painful watch. <laughs> I've I heard know. a lot of mixed things it's, about that. It's very out there. Like <clears throat> it's it's a little too far out there for me. What's this? Beyond the Black Rainbow. Never heard of it. It's the same director <laughs> as uh, Mandy. His previous feature. Oh. Yeah. So I would highly recommend Mandy. Would not recommend Beyond the Black Rainbow. Hmm. Is that uh, still on Netflix? It's on Shudder currently. Uh, okay. Have you guys seen Mandy? Not no. yet. Me neither. Okay. Uh, I rewatched True Lies. Mm, I love that movie. The movie's pretty rad. It's a great action movie. It's a lot of fun. Very so entertaining. I, I know that's Arnold Schwarzenegger, but will you remind me like what that's about? Uh, Terrorists. Yeah. Nuclear missile. Yep. He flies Jamie a jet. Jamie Lee Curtis. Stripping. Oh, oh my God. That's... <laughs> uh, I feel like maybe I haven't seen this. Don't this make that face because... No, my, that was my confused oh, have okay. I seen this face. That scene. Young Jamie Lee Curtis. Come on, guys. <laughs> well, she wasn't really young. I mean, this was what, 1993? Well, I mean, I'm not picturing her in like the newest Halloween trailer where she looks like someone's grandma. Stripping. Well, she like. is someone's grandma nowadays. What? Probably. I don't <laughs> I can't confirm <laughs> that, but I'm just assuming. Uh, but yeah, back to that Jamie Lee Curtis scene. Oh, my God. <laughs> Am I right, guys? Can I get a... I remember watching that scene when I was a kid. Can I get a hell yeah or something? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. It's great. It's okay. the best part of the movie by far. <laughs> How long is the scene? Like, the movie's worth owning for that scene Let alone. me put this differently. Oh, is it's it like three PG to five minutes. 13 stripping? Or is it Oh, no. There's no stripping. nudity in it, right? Uh, Do you see the whole time, yeah? damn titties? You might as well be naked. I can't. No, I don't think you actually see. So it's PG-13 You, ever, 13 you see everything but the titties. <laughs> <laughs> so you see full-on vagina. <laughs> no titties. It's a very sensual scene, though. It's it's great. It's, yes, very All well right. done. This is the latest in Travis uh, Travis's sensual movie series. A.K.A. his Spank Bank Vault. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's in the top five. <laughs> Damn, scene. okay. Uh, but yeah, it's just a fun action movie, and... Um, for that scene, <laughs> and <laughs> I mean that's the highest mark. Travis's summary of this movie: Arnold Schwarzenegger, nuclear missile, Jamie Lee Curtis stripping, and then that is the majority of the movie, from what I'm getting from you. Pretty much, but there's a, an amazing part at the end of the movie where uh, spoilers for True Lies, but when. <laughs> Arnold shoots the fucking dude who's h- hanging onto the missile into the building. Such a great moment. Wait. Yeah. Like I I just feel like action movies don't he, have fun like this movie did and we need more movies. Is he like hanging this. from a helicopter while he's shooting? Uh it's a jet actually. 
I feel like I've, <laughs> oh, yeah. I feel like I've watched that scene because that sounds very familiar. It's a uh, pretty famous scene. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Those two scenes <laughs> make this movie a four and a half all day. So we have something in my house called the Titties and Farts Club. Uh, Matt is a card carrying member. And I feel like How you have also <laughs> you've also proved yourself to be a member of the TNF club. Can you tell us the F what it is <laughs> and what qualifies you Bob to be in this club? Lately. Well, it came up because we were playing What Do You Meme, which is basically apples to apples, but mm, with, with memes. memes. It's really fun. And um, we called uh, some members of the group that was playing the Titties and Parts Club because you knew what they would pick. Uh. And it was the titties and the farts. <laughs> I wasn't playing. <laughs> you were still a member. <laughs> uh, I can keep going. If you, if like. do, do one more. Do one more. Okay. I watched uh, Masterminds. Ooh, Zach Galifianakis. I, uh, I saw you gave us a favorable review. So remind me, what, like a three and a half? I think you gave it a four. Did I really? <laughs> Which... That seems a little high. Are you sure? It's your boy, dude. It's Jared Hess. Yeah, you gave it four stars and a heart. Hell yeah. I mean, I did enjoy it. I gave it a three, but I think I it's one of those movies where I had zero expectations and I was like mildly entertained by it. So I was like, eh, I'll give it a pass. Matt gave it four stars. Official. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, it's about what you would expect. It's a... <laughs> Pretty dumb comedy for the most part, but yes. it's it's got its moments. I loved the part. <laughs> it's total throwaway, and it's just going to further cement me in the titties and farts club. <laughs> but when Zach Galifianakis goes and eats tacos at the taco truck, five minutes later, he's at the resort, <laughs> and he just, like, basically turns a pool brown. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was a pretty good gag. I loved it. Yeah. But uh Yeah. Mostly dumb but kind of fun. Don't have much else to say about it. I be, I want to rewatch that one. I remember being pretty entertained by that movie. Yeah. It was Before I like I'm the reason why I'm surprised I gave it a 4 is because I haven't really thought about that movie since I saw it. So like were you, you were behind? throwing you were throwing Jared has a bone. I do love that guy. <laughs> Um, Paris, what you been watching? Um, I actually have watched more movies lately than I have in a long time, partly because I finally got on a list. Thank God. But I actually canceled my movie pass, uh, just the other day, but I was one of those people that was like, oh, you have it for a year for $80? Cool, I'll do that. That's going to save me a ton of money. Like a couple months before they turned out to be a shithole. So <laughs> I canceled it, but they're like, cool, so we're not going to charge you anymore, but you've already paid, so you have it until January. <laughs> I was like, all right, well, that's kind of cool, actually, because I can basically go see movies, whatever. But I feel like I haven't used it yet, because every time I... I don't usually plan my, or if I, let me put this differently. I usually do plan my movies out ahead of time. And I feel like you can't really do that with movie pass. Is that right? You Correct. can. Well, I actually, I don't know where they stand. Cause I used my three for the month and I kind of just stopped looking into it. Yeah. But it sounds like they've changed again. 
So I think they're I still doing I saw a thing that said you could have plan. bonus movies. Yeah, but I think they're going back to Unlimited. And they're like, I've even heard that they're like re-enrolling people who canceled. Like they're opting them in. Like well, doing some super shady shit. Because I had the thing, like the account before they went to nine ninety nine. I actually and like and then did it for the year. I think that that didn't necessarily qualify for me. Like I still had like I don't think I have a limit on movies, but it's still like the shitty showings. Like it's not all the movies every day. Yeah, as far as I know, there's a lineup of movies every day. They give you a schedule for like up to a week, and you can see three movies per month. But you can only see the movies that are playing, you know, on their scheduled days or whatever. And then yeah. beyond that, you get like a discount for any additional tickets you would buy beyond your three movies. For sure. So, I mean, since I have a list now, too, I think probably if I want to see anything that's showing at SIF or Central Cinema actually used to take MoviePass. Lately, I haven't seen anything on there for it. Bummer. But you can only look the same day. So, right? Oh, I see. Yeah, because you used to be able to see whatever you want, but now they have a lineup, and the movies at Central Cinema most likely won't be on that lineup. No, they're definitely not on there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think if I ever wanted to see something that wasn't an AMC, I would go see it, because I've already paid for it. It's like not costing me anything. Right. But basically, it's hot garbage, and I hate it. Um, we prefer the term hot dart. Dart. Hurt dart Gerber. Hot dog garbage. I like hurt dart Gerber. Dog garbage. Hot dog garbage. Got it. Okay. Um, so, over one weekend, I saw four movies. Wow. Um, in the yeah. theater? Uh, no. Oh, okay. I saw one in the theater, three in the same day, though. It was a long day. It was actually Free Museum Day in Seattle, and we skipped out on that to be sad and watch movies all day at the house. It was a good bonding like day. a great day. <laughs> it was a fantastic day. Real sad. <laughs> um, no, the one I did watch in theaters, the new release, was Ass Ass Nation Nation. Ooh, I saw that as well. Really? Yeah. I loved it really yes (laughs) Uh, that's why i said really because i feel like you wouldn't like it (laughs) except that it's really gory and really i mean talk about being in the tnf club like i mean it's pretty sexual pretty gory but it's also real girl power that's g-r-r-r-r-r-r-l power um yeah i mean i don't know it did have that going for it (laughs) but beyond that it just felt i don't know my opinion of the movie i thought it was decent but it just felt like it was trying to be like spring breakers or something so it felt like a harmony corinne film a mix of that and like eighth grade or something not bad it to me (laughs) (laughs) i'm actually just making a joke because matt fucking hates harmony corinne i don't care um no i felt like it was more like a modern day Heather's, sort of. Kinda. Like when someone like there's some I saw some review thing that was like it's like Heather's and I was like it is kind of like Heather's in that there's unexpected violence, lots of interesting, weird girl world shit. Also, uh, one of the fucking Apatow daughters isn't it? That was unexpected and great. Yeah, I just I don't. I don't know. It just didn't feel like it was set in our reality whatsoever. And it felt like it was like also trying to be the purge a little bit. 
I liked that. I mean, I love the Purge movies. Like, the Purge works because it's in its own little Purge reality, but, like, Assassination Nation in our reality just doesn't really make a lot of sense. And, like, things just escalate way too fucking quickly. That actually was my main qualm with the movie, is that, like, I felt like there was not enough build up like things were slowly building up and slowly building up and then all of a sudden it was like full-on murder like whoa yeah where did this come from a little too extreme for its own good i also didn't like the ending it was very open-ended and just seemed very like this is what's happening but other than that i very much enjoyed i did really like the first few minutes of it though when it was almost like spoiling what the movie's going to oh, be about yeah. and some so, of the scenes. <laughs> this was another movie where people walked out in the theater before the movie was done. But this was not a very populated theater and like half of the theater left that was watching. I saw this at like 1030 at night on a weeknight, which was a bad idea. <laughs> and it was just me and another dude. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. But like... <laughs> Does it? <laughs> You lead such a strange life. (laughs) At the beginning of the film, they have a quote-unquote trigger warning where they give you flashes of what's happening in the movie. And they're like, transphobia, homophobia, attempted rape. Like, all these fucking... all the triggers. Yeah, like, every fucking thing you could possibly do. And it's, like, flashing images of the movie. And you're kind of like, whoa, what the fuck is this movie? So I feel like everyone that walked out, I was like... Did you not pay attention in the first five minutes? It told you what was coming. Well, that first five minutes got me really excited, and then I didn't really get the movie that I was hoping I was going to get. See, and I felt like that perfectly played in the movie, and I got the exact movie that I wanted, and the movie that the world needs right now. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> okay, we're, I think we're done. <laughs> <laughs> you need another one. Um, I also watched Place Beyond the Pines. Oh. Which was a rewatch. <laughs> it's been a while. You're going to sit back down for this one, Tom? <laughs> uh, I'm just having some back pain. You know? oh. I won't say too much about that one other than it is a great, as always, Ryan Gosling kills. Although the first time I watched it, I was flabbergasted. The story went way where I wasn't expecting. It looped back around super interesting like just crazy all the stuff kept happening and it was super also super well done really beautiful watching it for a second time especially after a long break i was like because i knew it was coming it was a little less impactful for me but i still very much enjoyed it the first 40 minutes are incredible yes i really like the entire movie but Mm. that's where it shines i gotta catch this catch this flick you haven't seen it. It's still on Netflix, right? Paris, how'd you watch it? I watched it on Amazon Prime? Yes. No. No, I watched it because my roommate has a DVD. But you can borrow it if you want. Okay. I have it on Blu-ray, so you can have the Blu-ray. So do I. Of that DVD <laughs> garbage. <laughs> wow. So one of my roommates uh, worked out. at a Blockbuster... Mm. right up until the day it closed so she has hundreds of dvds that she got for like a dollar or less at the blockbuster going out of business sale so we have a lot of cool dvds at the house is what i'm saying super cool when was that when blockbuster went out of business yeah well they all kind of trickled out yeah on their own terms but when all the blockbusters went out of business 
Like, like well, no, there's still one in existence. Well, one, okay. Really? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, there's apparently <laughs> one where like some guy I think it's refu- an refused to close. It's uh, I think that one might even be closing. There was one left in Alaska. I, I think that one's closing now. I think I heard about even like a documentary being made about the last one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah too I, meta. I can't remember exactly where it is. It, what does that article say? This one, <clears throat> this one says, when the two remaining blockbuster stores in Alaska close, this is from July of this year, the only one left standing in the U.S. will be in Bend, Oregon. There's more wow. to the article, but I don't want to open it. That's driving distance, guys. Let's do it. Pilgrimage, Pilgrimage. to the last blockbuster. Oh, man. Um, anything else on Place Me on the Pines? Nope. Watch it. It's great. Uh, I haven't seen it. I watched uh, White Boy Rick. Am I the only one here who, who watched it? Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's probably a good thing. It's super generic. It was fine. It doesn't do anything <clears throat> poorly. It does everything generally pretty well, but it's a very generic rise and fall drug dealer story. The kid who plays Rick is good. Matthew McConaughey is good. Everything about the movie is good. It's like a right down the middle three star movie. Um, is there any like memorable sequences that stand out or? No, there aren't any memorable sequences. There's one part that caught me by surprise. But that's it. It's like five minutes. Uh, it, it was it was fine. It, it's probably worth like a Redbox rental or if it's streaming, you can watch it. Matthew but it's, McConaughey's just good. Yeah. Not great. He, it's not anything to write home about. He He's okay. being like skeezy, mustachioed Matt McConaughey. Like, <laughs> like more Matt McCon- Matthew McConaughey. Gross. Um, more like Matthew McConaughey in Wolf of Wall Street. More like Matthew McConaughey in those new trailers for that boatman that he is coming up because I fucking want to see that. More like uh, Matthew McConaughey in the Lincoln commercials. Like good, but not so <laughs> anything to write home about. Smooth as hell, and you want, makes you want to buy a Lincoln. Yes, except in this case, he makes you want to buy drugs and guns. That's fair. I always want to do that. Yeah, it was fine. Um. Last night, I watched Sleepaway Camp, which I texted uh, Paris and the other roommates asking if they had seen it. (laughs) Travis has seen it. Not a good movie. I thought I was going to like it more than I ended up liking it because it has this like cult status of being like a kind of a crazy slasher. It's just a generic slasher movie with... Even the kills... (laughs) So even the slasher stuff is not that interesting. It's really bad. Like, I watched it with Haley, and we were laughing a lot. Like, there's, like, a five-minute, like, softball game scene that serves zero purpose. They're just fucking playing softball. (laughs) Um, But the end of this movie is completely out of left field. (laughs) Kind of... Is that a softball term? (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, kind of offensive, but... Uh, it's so strange. (laughs) Travis, what? It's so, so strange. And it ends on like, literally like you, the, the, the killer is revealed. The movie ends with the killer being revealed and it ends on like a freeze frame. (laughs) 
it's just bonkers, but uh, <laughs> it's totally worth watching. But I still ended up rating it like a two and a half. It was it was entertaining. I was never bored, but there's a couple of cool kills. Like someone gets like boiled alive because there's this like ten foot tall like pot that they're boiling corn in he's like he's like leaning what? over the pot and someone's like the the killer's like gonna pull the chair out from under him and they're like oh you better not pull that chair like, <laughs> and he's like it's like you why wouldn't you just like throw yourself out of the way it's like yeah you might bump your elbow on the way down but like i feel like it's real stupid i feel like that's a missed opportunity to turn someone into a can of corn you know corn yeah a la uh, hot, Amer- well, hot American Summer. <laughs> yeah, the, pee, gonna, the pee guy. I was say first day of camp, camp but I peas, was like, yeah. no, what's the thing? What Hot American Summer? Uh, yeah, that movie was nuts. Travis, my turn. Uh, I mean, I can well, go. Tom, how much? <laughs> you might need to stop. <laughs> we're we're going a little long. It is a weeknight show. Yeah. Um, I have two other things I want to talk about. Paris, you have... I know there's at least one other thing that you... I don't know if you're planning on talking about it, but I think you should. Oh? No, now you have to. I don't actually know what you You just asked me about... You just... You, it was the to... same... Your movie marathon day. You watched it. Okay. It the one I haven't seen before. me and Earl. <laughs> okay. And a dying girl. Oh. Okay. So I guess I'm going right now. You just got um, Gosling. So I watched me back. and Earl and the dying girl. <laughs> Um, this was a first watch for me. It was amazing. Agreed. I expected this movie. I did not watch it for a very long time because I expected this movie to be some John Green, YA, (laughs) fucking dying piece of bullshit. Like, it was the opposite of that. And I cried. I laughed. It was beautiful. It had some great film imagery. Yeah, I saw it years ago. Okay. Yeah, this uh, it was the first time for me, but again, my friend who uh, has it on DVD really enjoyed it. And yeah, it was just, it was great. And I think I immediately texted Matt and said, have you seen this? You will cry. Definitely. <laughs> because Matt <laughs> cries, for those of you that don't know. <laughs> oh, it already came up when you were in the bathroom. What? Really? Because I, I did not cry during Love, Simon. Okay, I haven't seen it, but that doesn't it, seem like you. It's a running <laughs> theme throughout our shows. Every every show, somehow Matt crying gets brought up. <laughs> <laughs> Is this because in the breaks, Matt's just sobbing <laughs> casually during we every just, show? We just give him bad news when we play the clips. <laughs> <laughs> By the way... My cat's dying. <laughs> that would probably that make Matt cry. He fucking loves cats. Matt cries a lot, loves cats, knows movie trivia, is good at ping pong. Those are all of his qualities. Accurate. <laughs> um, anything else on Dying Girl? I mean, it was really beautiful. I, the movie making stuff was awesome. I loved... Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, so every single... <laughs> I was watching this with uh, Yasmin, who has now become my new movie buddy since Matt has abandoned me for his girlfriend. Dumb. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. um, 
I kept telling Yasmin, I was like, oh, this is so, oh, this, oh, I love that. Oh, haha. And she's like, you, every single time one of those like fake movie titles comes up that they're making, you like have a very vivid reaction. And I did. It was great. Like every moment of it was great. I loved it. I don't have anything more to say. It was great. You should watch it. Uh, I thought I had two link things. Oh, no, I do have two things. Two TV things. Should I go now, or do you guys want to do something? Yeah, let's just... just... Uh, I started watching Maniac. Dude, Dude, me too. I watched the first episode last night. I've only seen the first two episodes. That show is fucking awesome, but it's weird. Mm -hmm. It's pretty out there. Mm -hmm. I'm on... uh, Sarah and I are on eight, so we have two left. Whoa. So, without spoilers, continues to be weird and good? Yes, I am really bought in. I think that maybe episodes like seven and eight or six, seven, eight, somewhere, some people might be like, oh, this isn't as good, not quite as good as the first like four episodes, but I love the whole thing. Okay. Does it start to make more sense or is it just one of those movies where it's just weird and you just kind of have to go along? No, you get more background, you get a more complete story situation it's all taking place so far in the the uh, testing in the testing the lab um and yeah you get you get more so you've probably seen some characters on like book covers or in videos and stuff and they they come to play a larger role it's good interesting it's becoming its own little encapsulated unit i really really liked that it seems to sort of it obviously takes place in sort of a technological future, at least. However, there's also a lot of throwbacks to like late '80s. Yeah, it's got a vibes. Retro- totally. That's ex- the same thing I said about. It. I love that kind of dystopia where you're not sure if if the society is more or less technologically advanced. Yeah, like their computers are literally black screens with green nonsense bullshit tiny thick computers like 80s style yeah but then they also have tiny sanitation robots that clean up dog poo (laughs) and like you can pay using something called an ad buddy oh yeah ad buddies are fucking weird those were great i get i get big time like philip k dick vibes from the show i get i get lots of vibes like this it feels like a lot of different things it's got a Almost a Blade Runner vibe. For I was kind of getting some Blade Runner vibes, the 80s yeah. and, and dystopian future. It has a end of the fucking world vibe a little bit. Yeah, Ooh. I can see that. Yes. Um, there were other ones that came to mind for me too, but I just, it feels at once like it's drawing from so many different, very familiar sources, but also pretty original and, and um, interesting. So, Is this on your radar, Travis? Definitely. I just haven't had a chance to start it. It's real fucking good. Jonah Highly Hill. recommended. Jonah Hill so far is just phenomenal. I mean, like I said, I've watched one and a half episodes, but I was like blown away by his performance so far. I'm loving Emma Stone, too. I, I mean, she's, she's always great. She's but... literally great in everything. But I feel like Jonah Hill <laughs> is very. Don't he's say it. playing no. a very different character than he usually plays. He's very quiet. Very reserved. I feel like Jonah Hill is interesting because he used to be kind of typecast. I can't remember the last time Jonah Hill played a a quote-unquote Jonah Hill-esque character. Wolf of Wall Street, Moneyball, 
Like, I can't think. The Sitter, I guess? And even that, that movie's kind of dark. I don't know. I mean, he hasn't really been in that many movies. I mean, he's honestly been kind of doing, like, kind of prestige stuff lately. I mean, he now was he's in... a filmmaker. Yeah, and he's doing mid-90s. <laughs> wasn't... Oh, I'm really excited for mid-90s. Wasn't he in that movie... He was in a movie with James Franco, True Story. Oh, I never saw that. He was like that. a journalist or something. What? Yeah. It, well, apparently it wasn't very good, but um, anyway, Jonah Hill is a... Uh, I would not have expected that from the kid who wanted to buy the boots in uh, Four-Year-Old Virgin. <laughs> uh, I think, Matt, you especially are going to enjoy this show as it unfolds. There's a lot of exploration of like people's pasts and their trauma seems like it's also a lot about like mental health and medicating and all that kind of stuff which i find very fascinating um i just realized that this is a reunion for him and emma stone because yeah they were in super bad together that didn't occur to me for so long i was literally this moment why do they make so much sense as a couple and then i was like oh yeah because they were one. That's how I was introduced <laughs> to both of them. Little babies, Jules and Seth. Um, so <laughs> you would fucking remember oh that, goddamn. So one of the best comedies ever. Um, the only other thing I want to talk about: BoJack Horseman. I'm balls deep in that show. <laughs> I'm halfway through season four Do you already. Watch this with Haley or just by yourself? By myself. Oh, okay. We're gonna. So she's been waiting to watch season Wait, five because she's been waiting for me. This this is like an all timer show. Used to have a TV show. Oh, it's <laughs> like what are you singing? Yes, I was famous in the nineties. I don't know the exact words. I don't know. So when they do like the flashback episodes in this show, they always like set it to music, and he'll just be listening to a song on the radio, and the song will be like, "It's two thousand six and it'll be they'll be talking about like the movies that are in theaters, yeah. and like this is like this show so is smart. This show is for me because I love animated comedies, Futurama, Simpsons. Um, what's that? Rick and Morty. I've, I've only seen a couple of episodes. I fucking he hate. Doesn't like Bob's either Burgers. of those shows. Bad Mouth, uh, Home Movies, Big, Big Mouth, Big Mouth. Okay. It's great. Ooh, season two next month. Tons of uh, guest voice actors. One of my favorite hobbies is being able to identify, like, oh, that's so and so's voice. I do I it in Buzz Burgers all the time. Call out that Matt just said that that was one of his favorite. Hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> I, I live for that. <laughs> Not something he likes to do. One of his favorite hobbies. <laughs> What's something you don't know about me? Hmm, ping pong and. <laughs> We're learning a lot about Matt on this episode. Hey, next time you get in a situation where it's like, tell us one interesting fact about mm-hmm. yourself. You're like, Please go I with have that. five. My <laughs> hobby is identifying voices in animated comedies. Um, so big fan of that. And it's also just depressing as fuck. And just so... It's not only is it just depressing, but it's also insightful. Hold on, does it make you cry? Yeah. Oh god. No, yes. I actually have cried at a BoJack Horseman episode because it gets real, real, it's very bleak and very like insightful into when you're feeling like maybe you're feeling real depressed, like a horse who used to be a famous sitcom actor. 
Yeah, it's this show is right up my alley. I'm. It sounds kind of it. like its own beast, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's also really funny though. I laugh. A well, lot. I mean, like you can't really <laughs> compare it to anything else, like especially not in the animated TV world. No. no. Uh-uh. Okay. Uh, it's something else. I, I really. I've heard really good things about it. it. Yeah. Can I ask you? Have you got to the episode yet? That's completely underwater. I asked you that last time, but you've watched it since then. Yeah, I have watched it. It was it was really good. Did you cry? No, I didn't cry. Okay, you piece of garbage. You cry at fucking everything. I, I didn't. I mean, I felt sad, but I didn't cry. There's a, there's only one Not episode that has made me actually shed tears so far, and it was in the first season. So that episode for you guys is very artistic in that it almost entirely has no dialogue takes place 90 95 percent underwater so they can't actually communicate like via regular dialogue but the story progresses in such a way that you get really emotionally attached to this like little mini story within this underwater world and i cried it was that emotional even though there's again no dialogue it's just very like artistically done yeah, I did not cry, but I did feel emotion, for sure. <laughs> I had a lot of feels. <laughs> um, yeah, that show was great. Um, that's all I got. What Okey else you dokey. got? Um, anyone have anything else? Not from me. Tom? No, Matt stole all my thunder. Okay, so <laughs> I feel like we should try and wrap up shortly here, yeah? Yes. It's okay. all you, bud. It's past my bedtime. Here we go. Power, not hour, but... Minute or two, I guess. Power Are minute. you just gonna, I'm gonna boom, 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 read off all the fire these off? Well, I'm gonna say a little bit more than just the title and mm-hmm, that I watched mm-hmm. it, but <laughs> uh, I watched uh, Hot Summer Nights, the new T Shell joint. Hmm. It's on uh, Amazon Prime. And? It was blown up. It was okay. Okay. Uh, I. It was just kind of generic. It was just basically about this kid who gets caught up with dealing drugs and then. Like it turns into this whole like capitalist thing where like they can do it bigger and better and make more money and then they just get like caught up in this you know criminal act and it just doesn't really go anywhere that interesting and it doesn't really have much to say and Timothy Chalamet's good in it but like his performance doesn't really it's definitely not like on the level of Call Me by Your Name or like Lady Bird. Yeah, like that. Uh, Hostiles, <laughs> to name a few. Uh, so yeah, it was good, not great. I mean, it's uh, yeah, worth watching, but nothing special. It is. Did I say it's on Amazon Prime? Yeah, I think I did. Yeah, you did now. it is. Okay, well, moving right along. Uh, I watched the package. Matt's favorite comedy. Yes. Of oh, that 2018. looks really good. I was actually extraordinarily mad that you spoiled that for me, though. Well, you spoil for yourself. Did you listen to the episode? Is that why? Yeah, obviously you didn't say spoilers. You said exactly what it was about. <laughs> I oh. couldn't tell entirely from the trailer what the exact package was. Plot twist: Matt fucking tells you what the package is in a in a different episode. <laughs> it's. Do you know how that occurs though, or no? Did Matt spoil that part? Well, that part's kind of in the trailer. Oh. Well, That's I what I mean. Like trailer. you don't know in the trailer, you don't know what the package is. You don't know exactly what's wrong. You know that something happens. The guy gets flown away on like a helicopter, mm. and then they have to journey to find him. 
that's all you basically know from the trailer, and it looks really well, funny. And then Matt hella spoiled it. And I'm I still feel it. like you can watch it and not be completely spoiled. Comedies, they aren't really usually known for their plot anyways. It's more of just the laughs. That's at least why I watch comedies. <laughs> um, I thought it was good. I mean, it was definitely like better than most like generic VOD type comedies starring people I've never really seen before. But Video on demand. VOD. Okay. I was like straight to video. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it was just kind of generic. Like the main thing I want to know is what part were you, uh, what, what part do you obsess over? Cause there's this part that you're like, I can't wait. We say the line all the time. Uh, I'm checking on IMDb right now to get the line. Cause it's, I, I'm like a month removed. Does it have here. to do with something getting sucked and getting fucked or whatever? No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. It's, uh, uh, Blake from workaholics says it. Oh, um, hang on. I'll find it real quick. Keep keep talking okay. while I find the line. Well, I don't have much else to say, but I think the main issue I had with it was it felt a little like juvenile at times. At times, well, I mean, the whole movie is a little too juvenile. Like I can okay. take you know a certain amount. I mean, you're in the TNF club, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but just a little too much. It it was trying to be something like Superbad or something, but just obviously didn't quite meet that. Okay. Not going to be a stoner kid classic? Maybe like a, a cult, like obscure type oh, classic, okay. but okay. definitely not on the level of something that Jed Apatow has done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair enough. So IMDb, I don't, I, I'm blanking on the exact line, but it's something like Blake's character says like, she took a pee pee on the poo poo or some, oh, something like that. <laughs> God, why can't I remember what, what it was? That is... Do you know what I'm talking about? It's in Vaguely, the hospital scene. Now that you say she... that. Oh, God. She took a poo-poo on my pee-pee? No. It... <laughs> I feel like that makes, that makes more a little sense. more sense, at least. I mean, like, don't do that, but... Peen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mom peen. God, why can't I remember? It was... I fucking died, though. I'll have to ask Haley after we leave. Okay. But, um... Is she picking us up, by the way? Yes. This is important to record on air. <laughs> I also watched Princess Sid on Netflix. Have either of you, any of you heard of it, scrolled by it? No? Well, I thought it was really good. It's um, about this girl who basically goes and lives with her aunt for like the summer. And she's in that state where she's like trying to find herself and she's attracted to men and women and she like has these like deep meaningful conversations with her aunt about just life and relationships and love and it also gets into like them challenging each other because like her i can't remember exactly what her aunt she might be like an author or like not part of a book club but something along those lines and like her aunt for the back of the letter for the lack of a better term, gets off on <laughs> just like talking about art and books and, you know, things like that while the the main character is like wanting more like passion in her life and she like challenges her aunt for like not having sex or like being in like lustful relationships or anything like that. So it's just like this pretty interesting 
dynamic between the two. But that was really good. Hmm. That doesn't seem like a Travis movie. I'm surprised. No, it was um, just something I watched. I I, I think I heard they're all Travis movies. Really, (laughs) (laughs) any movie could be a Travis movie. Was it under ninety minutes? Under ninety minutes. It was ninety-five minutes. (laughs) Damn. I think I heard someone say something good about it, and it sounded kind of interesting. So okay, yeah, cool. Uh, I watched The Lady in the Car with Glasses and a Gun. Do you guys remember seeing the trailer for that a few years ago? That is quite a few um, descriptors for a title of a movie. Well, it's like this like stylish foreign thriller that's trying to be like too, too smart and too stylish for its own good. And it was just kind of boring to me. And the movie is a little confusing throughout, but then it just like over explains everything for you at the end so i don't know i just was pretty bored by it and it just wasn't that cool it just felt like a ripoff of something i've seen before felt kind of like um red sparrow a bit but a little different (laughs) 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 uh i also saw lizzie how was that it was okay oh okay yeah sorry to kill your excitement but 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 was there a sex scene between chloe sevigny and my girl yes okay your girl i couldn't remember (laughs) case do yeah case do and close of I love Chloe Sevigny. Joe Golove. So, no, JGL, stop trying to make Fetch happen. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was fine. I liked the dynamic between the two leads, but it didn't really go far enough, and not a ton happened. It just kind of like spends this like hour and forty five minutes leading up to this horrific act, and it did. I liked how gruesome it was towards the end, but I don't know. It just didn't really keep my attention the whole time. Yeah. It's like, well, you know, it's like two two people talking in a room for two hours. It's like, <laughs> like I said, all who, movies. <laughs> who cares? <laughs> uh, I saw the house with the clock in its walls. Oh, no. I mainly saw that for Thriller, though. And Thriller 3D was fucking amazing. <laughs> Is this no joke. The Michael Jackson video. I mean... I know what Thriller is. I mean, like, what does that have to do with the movie? Well, they were doing, like, a special, like, screening of it before this movie. Oh. And it was, like, a remastered, re-released version in theaters, but it was a 3D version. So why don't you just leave after that? (laughs) Uh, Good question. Well, I was actually going to go see Life Itself, and then it got to be too late because I was running kind of late. So this was the next movie playing. And I mainly wanted to see this for Thriller, and Thriller's only, it was only playing like the first week of Got it, yeah. that movie, so I was like, this is probably the only chance I'll be able to do it, so I did it. But when's the last time you guys seen Thriller, <laughs> the last music video? year. Oh, okay. Last year. Maybe a couple years? See, I don't know if I've ever seen that video in full, and I thought it was amazing. I don't know if I've ever watched it like from start to finish exactly. It's like a 14 minute music video i 100 percent have not watched it from okay. start to finish then but it's like a perfect little short film and i don't know it's just like one of the best music videos and songs ever made 
It's great. I don't know. I think maybe werewolf bar mitzvah might be a top contender for that. What do you think, Matt? I don't know what you're talking about. Are you joking? Werewolf bar mitzvah. Spooky scary. Men becoming. No. Fuck. (laughs) Boys becoming men. Men becoming wolves. From 30 Rock? I don't watch 30 Rock. This is why we're not friends. <laughs> Anyways, does the combination of everything and Thriller is perfect. The effects, the dancing, the music, all of it. Music video rocks, especially on the big screen. But a house with a clock in its walls. I always <laughs> want to butcher that title. Uh, it was okay. It. Your two favorite actors I in know. the world are in this movie. <laughs> I know. Jack Black and Kate Blanchett. Um, their banter was a little disappointing, but it was a lot of like kid humor. So it was just like, you were trying to be funny, but you weren't type stuff. Did it remind you of Goosebumps? Cause it's kind of what it looked like from the trailer. Kind of. Yeah. It's like a, it's kind of like a haunted house, like spooky type movie, but it just, I don't know. It's again, kind of generic, but mainly cause it's a kid's movie. Yeah. And some of the like plot stuff just doesn't really make sense like there's characters who are in the movie basically just to serve a plot point and nothing else and it's like okay well but yeah and we don't need to spend too much time on that (laughs) uh let's see remember when it was getting late 40 minutes ago Um, 40 minutes it's been like Fuck you guys. You guys went through no. every episode of Bojack Horseman. <laughs> 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 All right. I'm not saying it's you. I'm just saying oh, we did okay. say it was getting late. Like I was looking at the time. It was like 20 minutes ago. How long have we gone? Minutes ago. Two and a half hours. Okay. That's pretty good. And 9.42. Wow. This is like 42 minutes past my bedtime. This is what happens when we record on weekdays. When we're on the weekends, like fucking let it ride. It's three o'clock. More beers, Whoa. baby. I don't know about that because we got... You know, Matt's got two concerts to go to and a, <laughs> a dinner and a Wicked open house. Open <laughs> Coast on the weekend. But anyway, I did, uh, while I was on Letterboxd, saw that you saw Smallfoot. No, oh, yeah. How was that? You're probably thinking my Must brother. Must have been your brother. <laughs> Tyler. No, I almost said Tyler and his brother are I just interchangeable. Saw fucking, I just saw T. Paul. So I was like, oh, Travis saw, saw Smallfoot. Okay. Anyway. Uh, okay. We'll end on this note. I saw Future World, that new like Mad Max, James Franco ripoff movie. Wait, is this something that's not? It came in out theaters? this year. It's On more Netflix more VOD trash. Okay. Yeah. Whoa. No, it was okay. Whoa. It, it was another like just kind of generic movie, but I feel like it's probably a really bad movie, and it's definitely just like ripping off like Blade Runner, Mad Max, and all these other <clears throat> cool sci-fi dystopian movies. Okay. Um, Was it better or worse than Tank Girl? I've never seen that. But it, given that, I still like that aesthetic. And even if it is ripping it off and I can see it, like I still enjoy it. And so it was decent. But think... Ghost in your shell, or ghost in your, <laughs> ghost in your shell. <laughs> ghost in your shell. <laughs> Think ghost in the shell, but not as good. This movie's Whoa, getting, really? This movie's getting shit on. I mean, it's ghost not a, in the shell was bad, not as good. 
I mainly liked it from like a visual standpoint. The storyline was pretty bad. Hey, Snoop Dogg does make an appearance though. So that's how you know it's good. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I have seen a movie with Snoop Dogg in it. It's when uh that movie with the plane soul plane soul plane i saw the first 15 minutes of soul plane when i was very young and then my mom made me turn it off because it was extremely inappropriate uh you got anything else travis uh no i think that's it okay uh that's gonna do it for this episode uh tom you were out right you didn't have anything else Oh no, I'm out. I'm just <clears throat> super excited for Stars Born. We got so I was just gonna say we got Stars Born, we got Venom, we got Battle Royale or not Battle Royale, but Bad Times at the El Royale. I'm so excited for all three of those. That looks movies. really good. Um, and I'm not even joking. There's okay. one other like pretty big release. I think this week or next week. Uh, this week. Next week. This week? I can't remember. <laughs> we missed but. night school. Probably not oh, going to see that for the show. Maybe right? not for the show. Bummer. Um, Sorry. The hate oh, you give. No. When, what, does that come out this weekend too? Yeah. Oh shit. I do want to see that. Yeah. Well, so for sure we're doing a Star is Born because we have to. Because uh, we want to. Uh, Tell me something good. <laughs> Tell me something good. Pew! That is no, gonna do it. That's not. No, someone hasn't seen the trailer enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Send us an email. Cinephilesdigest at gmail dot com. Tell all your friends. Really appreciate everyone who listens to the show. We will be back in a couple weeks. Bye. 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 Goodbye.